Hey everybody, it's Joe. And here is another episode of the Spot of Joe show with my friend Sam Junk. Now, Sam's an awesome dude. He loves plants and among several other things and he's super passionate about nature. Took a plant walk with him. We talk about that. We talk about um, supernatural stuff things you can't explain, we talk about connections, we talk about Judaism and religion, we talk about a lot. Um, hope you like it, if you like it, don't, feel, don't be afraid to subscribe, and um, if you want to sponsor this episode, this is where advertisements will go, email me at joe at thespotofjoe.com, my alarm's going off, but here's the episode, enjoy. Bam! Bam! Yeah, you have to say bam or it doesn't work. Oh, dang it. I well, don't know if you knew that. i got to restart all of my podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> dang it. Um, what is your podcast called? My podcast is called The Story of Us. The Story of Us. Yeah. Us is in humanity. Us is in humanity and you and I or whoever the guest is oh, on shit. the podcast. Yeah. If, oh, yeah, shit. If whoever's there, yeah, it's their opportunity to share their story. And how we weave that into the global story of mm-hmm. us, the global story of the greater we okay. of the world. So um, I just miraculously forgot your name. My name is... <laughs> I didn't, but I'm doing that so that you can tell people your name. My name is Samuel Xavier Junk. I love how you said Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of my name. And your grandpa has the same last name too. Yeah, my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Name's Dan Junk. Mm-hmm. He's a quite a quite a special guy here in Austin, Texas. Well, he was. He passed away in 1998, I believe. Sorry and about that. He opened up a restaurant here in Austin called Dan's Hamburgers. Yeah. And I worked there for about seven years. And really? Yeah, from probably like said that 13 off and on until I was like 21. So nice. A good long run, I would say. Yeah, almost every Sunday for the for all of high school and lots of mm-hmm. other years. And it was a great learning experience. and kind of I taught bet. me, like, from 13, my parents, they, they always provided for me. You know, food, yeah. water, shelter, anything I really ever really wanted. I lived a really privileged life. And mm-hmm. at a certain point at 13, they're like, well, if you want to have a girlfriend and take her out to the movies or you mm-hmm. want to do anything extra, you have to pay for it. And so I... Important. Yeah, so Responsibility. I, yeah, so I just started going to work and I was yeah. working 30, 40 hours a week during the summers. And... I had to get money to spend on things. Nice. Had money to spend on drugs and fun and Woo-hoo! computers and really just whatever I wanted. And sex and rock and roll too. I didn't pay for those things then, but yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever paid for sex, but that's actually not true. Um, I once went to a, one of those massage parlors. Oh, wow. Bef- when I was super nervous, didn't know what I was doing with girls. I'm like, let me get it over with. And I was, I was like, okay. Wow, interesting experience. <laughs> yeah, I won't say where, um, just in case anybody crazy is listening. But, um, yeah, I won't do it again. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. But, uh, yeah, and also, I remember downloading MP3s on websites oh. when that was a thing. Yeah, that was, and it, it's still illegal, but when it was at the beginning of the inception of that, it was... Um, and when Napster came out and they didn't know that they were supposed to make that illegal, they didn't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a genius idea. Yeah. Napster. And now it's like a music streaming service that sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had to convert it to something. Right? They had yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people going to that site. I wonder if there's, um, if there's, if they're making good money or anything sustainable. Probably not. Some no, one person does probably. Yeah, one person. I wonder if I should put this hat on. I think I'll hide my face. I'll just put it there. 
So people think I'm chic or something. <laughs> uh, so Sam, uh, a couple days ago, uh, you took me on a miraculous walk. It has did. to do with whatever's by my feet. I'm sorry about my disgusting feet, guys. Uh, I should probably, that's also disgusting what I'm doing now, but screw it. Um, beautiful, you have beautiful feet, Jay. Thank you, but you're not looking at the bottom, they're looking at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you've walked many, many miles in those, in those feet, and maybe a mile or two of them were with me at the plant walk, and yeah. we got a chance to look at some native plants and eat a few things. You, you did something that, I don't think anyone that I've taken, a plant, taken on a plant walk has done. What? So I, Dip in the water? Well, the dip in the water, a lot of people opt for that option. That's what I figured. And most people opt in for the eating one chili piquin option. But you didn't eat just one, and not two, but I'm pretty sure you ate three during the I ate a few walk. more on the way home in my car. Wow. <laughs> so, a chili piquin, I looked up the Scoville unit. Yeah. So, a jalapeno is anywhere from like a few thousand to about 7,000. Yeah, top, yeah, yeah. Right? A chili piquin... Oh, I'll give you the, the habanero next. The habanero mm. is 100,000 to 350,000. The habanero is intense, yeah. That's pretty high. Oh, right? hell yeah. I fucking hate habanero. The, the chili piquin yeah. is between thirty and 70,000 Scoville. So Sorry, what's, what's it, habanero again? Habanero is 100,000 to Sorry, I mean, 7,000 top. Oh, okay. So, so this, like this can four... be effectively 10 times as spicy as a jalapeno. Nice. Let me and, bring them out. I actually still have them. Heck yeah. And then I also... Oh, shit. A new microphone. You guys can still hear me like super loud and clear because I have the microphone. Yeah, that, right that's, here. that's pretty nifty contraption. And I also have some other things that, wow, they're dry. They're probably not edible because they dried out in the fridge. But oh. um, I'll show them to you at least. You'll know exactly what they are. Don't oh, worry. yeah. I sanded them down. Nice. You already took the spines off. Yeah, I sanded them. I, Heck I, yeah. I made a mistake of not doing it well enough and I took sandpaper to them. Nice. That's. But that's here's great. the chili patines. In there. Ooh. It's an avocado oil. It's nice. Woo. Actually, what else? Really cool. Yeah, what else do you put in there? Just that some, and some basil from my herbs. garden. Nice. Out, Heck yeah. Out back. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, if you, the, so the, for anyone watching who doesn't know what these are, these are. Or listening who yeah. isn't seeing. Well, the, I, what I have in my hand are these uh, bright pink and purple magenta balls. Um, and it's the fruit from a prickly pear cactus. Mm hmm. They make these beautiful yellow flowers. It's one of my favorite flowers, and That's so many cool. native pollinators will come into them. The flowers edible? Yeah, uh, I think so. Someone told me it was. They're kind of gelatinous. Interesting. Kind of like okra. Uh, okay. I've tried eating it before. It's not really highly desirable, but you yeah. could probably use it in like a arrangement if you wanted to. And That's say it's, cool. Say it's edible. That's those are. Dry. I wouldn't suggest eating those. I mean, also they're kind of sour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so really sweet. yeah. So that these are probably from a good. wild a wild plant. It was wild. Yeah. The wild plants don't. They haven't been selected for the flesh to seed ratio, the sweetness, yeah. and all that. But they are they're really also great very for, seedy. They're also well. really great for dyeing things. So yeah. the, the color on them is really, really huh. nice for dyeing. So how would you do that? You'd probably take everything, grind yeah, it you, up, right? Yeah, yeah. You could just soak it in that. But there's this there's this funny bug that actually grows. It's a it's a considered mm. to be kind of pest that grows on the prickly pear. Okay. It's a kind of scale bug, like scaly bug or something like that. Uh, don't don't uh, quote me on that, but it's this little bug. It looks like this it's little a gray... scaly bug. Quote yeah. Samuel. Yeah, so, yeah so, just like that. <laughs> That's gonna be the title of this yeah. video. <laughs> scaly bug. <laughs> and these little bugs, they look like these these silver bumps mm. uh, or gray bumps on cactus. And you probably see mm. them a lot a lot more often than not when you look at cactuses that are in commercial grow sites yeah. or stuff like that. And what happens is these bugs. Attach attached to the to the pads, the green part of the prickly oh, pear, okay. and they start to eat it. And uh -huh. then 
If you were to get these and they bugs get purple? and you scrape them off and you squish them, it's purple. Oh, that's purple, so crazy. Purple, purple dye. And it actually stains more than the dye. Because it's concentrated. Yeah. Because they but, poop out and they but, but all the water what's, and what's interesting is they're not, they're not eating the fruit right yeah. here. They're eating the green part. And whatever they're doing during some, some kind of metabolic oh. process turns the green prickly pear that they're eating Maybe it's the same into, thing the plant does. I, I, I have a hunch that it might be, but that's I'm no, cool. I'm no uh, that's so chemist. Cool. So they, uh, without oh. having to kill the plants or use the food source for the dye, you can yeah. just actually just scrape the bugs off and then squish them and Kill the bugs. Yeah. You don't have to kill the plants. And, and, the, and the plants are killing the bugs. So. Yeah. Yeah, these are great. Oh, I didn't know that. They're, they're, if you that's do cool. want to use them, since they're pretty seedy, what you can do is um, make like lemonade out of them. You can get some lemon, mm. get some honey or sugar or whatever, I blend like it that. up, and then you just put this in there, blend it up, and then strain it. Put it oh, through a strainer. Shit. So you're, you're going to have to take that the seeds good. out. That sounds good, yeah. And then I'll it'll turn, it'll turn the whole thing bright purple. I'll have so. to do that, yeah. I don't know if I want to blend it with the seeds. It might break the blender. Yeah, yeah. I, so I would tough. do like a pulse, just like yeah, a, a yeah. pulse blend. I wouldn't turn it all the way on because then you'll blend the seeds too, but yeah. it'd be worth trying. What kind of, oh, blend, for what sure. kind of blender do you um, have? I have, so I actually threw it away. Because so the O ring, I didn't realize that there was food stuck behind the O ring. Oh, nice! And the rubber actually, like the food rotted, and the rubber and the O ring smelled horrible, and yeah. I couldn't get the smell out of the O ring. Oh, yeah, and it, it was a a, um, a Nutri Ninja. Nice, yeah. That that just, would be a good one for these because it doesn't have the bottom blade, right? Mm -hmm. Or it does have the bottom blade, or is it the, the one with the blades on the like on the tube thing, or on the the cylinder? Not a cylinder. It's like it uh, it's the... like the it's in the lid. Okay, okay. So okay. it's like the single serve. You put it in the lid. Nice. Okay. Although okay. my next one, since I threw that one away, because I'm like I don't want to just buy an O ring. Um, my next one is probably going to be an actual ninja, uh, ninja. Not the bullet, but like the good, the big one. Yeah. So that that's a pretty good one for those, and you can actually mm. put the neutral bullet on them. Typically, they they'll, you come, can. they'll come with both. They'll oh, come with the big the big one I didn't know and that. then a little bullet. Yeah, that's my, so cool. My mother has one in her house. But it'd be great for those because it doesn't blend it, it from the bottom. Yeah, it doesn't, blend it, from yeah, it doesn't blend it from the bottom. Yeah. And so when so, things well, how does it not blend it from the bottom? It has blades on the on the on the. Oh shit! Yeah. There's like blades at the bottom. I'll have to get one of those. Then. They're pretty cool. They're they're. I would say that. In they're my, not called ninja for nothing. Yeah, in my experience being a uh, blender professionally, working at Juiceland sometimes. Um, yes, you do. They're not that good for blending things really smoothly. Mm -hmm. The vortex happens at the bottom the when you have when you just have blades at the bottom. But when you but have doesn't blades, that suck everything to the bottom? But that's good though. Okay, that's good for yeah, when you're yeah, blending yeah. things and you're trying to get them into a puree. Uh, so the stuff, so the, it but being you, throughout, it's it, not it as good. It gives you more of a choppy and less interesting, of like a blendy. Okay, yeah, so. but they but the ninja includes the like ninja. a bottom one too, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so that that's. That's where they've got, nice. got you covered on that. So. That's cool. I'll make sure to clean the O-ring every single time this time. Yeah, I take the whole thing apart. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have thrown it away as a waste, but um, I probably could have bought an O-ring for like pennies, but whatever. Well, we can go dumpster diving after this. You can go dumpster diving after this. <laughs> yeah, I have something to do at um, five, I think, um, but we got more than enough time. Nice. No time limits here except for five, but it's 2.15, so... Yeah, I'd love to share a little bit more about the the podcast and kind of what inspired Do the it. podcast. So share. I don't really direct this. Um, there was a time where I was very directed, and with certain guests, like I want to get specific things, mm -hmm. and I'll ask those questions. But um, I just I've kind of been like I've been I and sometimes I've been like I want to like I'm doing this for a purpose, and I'm thinking about like how do I make lives more passionate or whatever, and like trying to focus on that. But the thing is. When I'm just being myself, it kind of comes out. Mm -hmm. I don't need to like force myself to focus. It's kind of like 
it's kind of like if you're tensing up but you don't need to tense up it's like yeah why are you doing that yeah all the goods in massage happen when you get like yeah real relaxed and just let it happen so we're gonna massage the goodness out of you sweet by well, just letting it happen organically sweet well organically i feel really inspired to share a little bit more about the podcast please do so my my mission statement right mm. i created a mission statement a all little right. bit before I started working with the Mankind Project, mm-hmm. um, my coach, Brave, shout out to Brave Legend, you're awesome. Um, shout out to Brave he, Legend. <laughs> he helped me create my mission statement before okay. I even went to the New Warrior Training cool Center. Shit. And at the time, my mission state was a, a statement was a little different, but <clears throat> and went through the initiation, changed it again pretty recently. Okay. But my mission statement now is to co-create a world of connection and freedom. Through education, coaching, Hmm. and community. I like that. And I feel like what I'm doing, the the distinction I I made recently was Mm -hmm. I used to say coaching, community, and conversations. Mm -hmm. And I love conversations. We're having a conversation. Yeah, and like that's uh, that's that was the thing. It was like Mm -hmm. I was doing that a lot. And I feel like what I'm really doing in these conversations are educating people Mm -hmm. and just trying to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's coaching. Maybe that's creating community. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I really like to create a world of connection to freedom through community Mm -hmm. through coaching and mm-hmm. through education and I love going to school and anyway so I thought I, I really wanted a way to weave that in mm-hmm. and I've been really inspired by a lot of podcasts the Tim Ferriss show Joe Rogan experience Aubrey Mar- Marcus podcast shout out to those people's great podcast also the Rich Litvin podcast one of them lives in Austin the other one is coming to Austin I don't know about the last two two Joe Rogan is going to live in Austin Tim Ferriss lives in Austin yes. and Aubrey Marcus lives in Austin didn't know about the third yeah and then and we live in Austin. <clears throat> yeah. So sure. two more podcasts. <laughs> yeah, Austin, I feel like Austin's yeah. going to be, it, it is really such an amazing Fucking place Teslas, live, they're going to move about five miles direct vector from my finger in that direction. Whoa, is it really that close to here? Yep. How far are you from the airport? About five miles? Yeah, about that much. Yeah. yeah. Wow, cool, cool. But like it's a little, actually probably more like seven to ten miles in that direction. So but. for all the, y'all listening, if you are really good with the vectors, you can pinpoint exactly where Joe's house yeah, is. Yeah, so, like so just, mile. okay, I'm going to point at it and give you some time to, to get a screen grab and stuff. And, nice. And maybe there's a, some kind of location <laughs> metadata on this video, which would make it even easier for you to just look at that. Yeah. But so, please don't. Yeah, he, he, lock, he locks his door, I think. Yeah, I don't know if that'll stop people. <laughs> I had somebody stabbed right out there in the middle. Of, it was like 2.30 a.m. Right outside your front porch. Yeah, so I, uh, so I live upstairs. Well, not upstairs. I live here, but my bed's upstairs in the loft, which is really cool. And um, I woke up at like 2.30, and I tend to wake up at like 4, and I don't know if it's natural or good or bad, but I take a couple um, melatonins and then try to go back to sleep. If I don't take melatonin, then it's really hard to get back to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I take a couple melatonins and then I get back to sleep. And I thought it was four because I usually just wake up at four. And I'm like, oh. And I have like a sleep mask on. And I mm-hmm. pop it up. I'm like, oh. And then I say, my watch not assigned it. Hey, Google, what time is it? It's 2.19. And it said it was like 2.38 a.m. Because I have one upstairs too. They're, they're listening. Uh, they're going to publish this podcast before I do. Hell yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the future right there. And uh, I was like, 2.38, what? And then I started... I was starting to kind of like be aware of my surroundings after a few seconds and I heard like super loud yelling outside my door. And there is more than one male voice yelling so loud and so fast I couldn't hear any of the words. I just knew it was at least two voices because they were shouting over each other Mm -hmm. at the top of their lungs like screaming. And then one 
woman voice, one higher voice you could hear because it kind of, it was a different frequency. So I just yeah. kind of cut through mm-hmm. the noise. Mm-hmm. And she was like, is this what you do to your friends? Is this what you do to your friends? And like screaming that, but she said a name. If there's going to be an investigation, I don't want to say that name. But she said, is this what you do to your friends? Name, is this what you do to your friends? And I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. So my blinds were drawn so nobody could see me come downstairs. I come downstairs and I heard one of them say, it's locked. My, my door wasn't jiggling, but I have a backyard, a back door, and I put a, a padlock on it. So I'm like, fuck, are they trying to get in my back door? I think they were trying to get in their car, but I'm not sure about that because if it was their car, maybe, maybe it was their car, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Because um, they, they got in and they drove off. But I, I, I sat behind my kitchen because I'm like, well, if, I don't know what this is, but it sounds violent and I don't want just random bullets flying. And mm-hmm. if I'm behind a few things... Then I'm going to be, be a safe. little bit safer, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I called the police, and they, um, within 60 seconds, they came in. But they had left like 30 seconds before. before they were that. there that quick. Yeah, they were super quick. This was right after um, all the craziness in early June. Whoa. And they were like super professional. They weren't like weird at all. They were like really calm. I was like, dude, you're fucking thanks. Yeah. Like, yes, they're shitty cops. I appreciate, I understand that. But these cops. You got some was, good ones. It was great to have a good experience with cops, especially yeah. in, in the midst of all this crap that, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that we're seeing. Um, but, uh, and, and as I, I came out and talked to the cop in my bathroom, which kind of, I mean, it's what I had on. And there is like a puddle of blood on one of the parking spaces. You can Whoa. still see the, uh, the, the stain from it. And there are like shoes and a shirt. Wow. Yeah. I, was like, I don't know what happened, but here's what I heard. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And what, did they? Did anyone come and retrieve DNA evidence or anything like that? Not that I know of. I know that they were called, like, right at the end of me saying what I needed to say, they were called away across the street. And um, there were two cops. One of them was talking to my neighbor who saw everything across the way. And one of them was talking to me. And the other one got a call in Milwaukee. And it was a 911 call from the security guard across the street. And he said it's probably the same guys. And then they jetted and went over there. Nice. So maybe they got him. Right then, I don't know. Cool. They never contacted me for my, for more like, information or anything. Testify or whatever. Yeah. Cool. They probably have enough already mm-hmm. if they caught them in, in the act. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well. But this is mo- mostly safe. Yeah. It was an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I lived uh, on a house in North Austin with my girlfriend. I think it was probably six years ago. I was nineteen or so. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm smoking some weed in her room, <laughs> and I hear. APD, uh, APD, search warrant, open up, boom, boom, boom. Fuck. It wasn't my, it wasn't our door, Yeah. but it was the one right across the hallway. Oh, And shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Are you feeling paranoid? I was hitting the <laughs> pipe, dude. Of course I was feeling paranoid. I'm hearing APD, nice. SWAT, open up. Oh, it wasn't fuck. just APD, it was yeah. SWAT. Fuck. I looked through the freak, I put the fucking pipe down, yeah. and I looked through the people, uh-huh. and in the people, there was... Two armed officers yeah. with shotguns Fuck. right in front of my door, yeah. protecting my door, and then they had a battering ram. Oh, protecting and there was a, your yeah, door, yeah. And there was about six SWAT officers, oh, like shit. like a, like like fully fully armed with Fuck. like assault rifles. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, be, yeah. Battering battering the door yeah, door yeah. down in front of us, and like so and then crazy. my girlfriend goes out the balcony and like starts poking her head out, and this this woman cop turns, looks up at her, and it was like. <laughs> nice. And she just like my girlfriend just like went back in because we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> nice. And the next day, oh, well, you don't want to do that. Yeah, this man. is such a good story. The next day, <laughs> yeah, like, we knew the guy. His name was Sal. Yeah. Sal hadn't been living there. His cousin don't was living there. It's okay. I'm just kidding. He's already. He's probably already been convicted. 
Oh, so he did do <laughs> no. something bad. So, yeah, they were slinging drugs, dude. They were slinging oh, cocaine. Cocaine, shit. crack, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I there's di- there's I a difference. No, but Not that I would know. Yeah, one, one they've cooked with some... Uh, cooked something. Yeah, yeah. Meth? No, 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 no. They, they cooked the cocaine into cocaine. the crack. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways... Wow, so the next day, yeah. we see Sal show up. Sal's the guy who was renting the apartment. Yeah. And I open the door. I'm like, dude, Sal, what's up? Are you all right? What the fuck was yeah. that last night? And he just like pulls out his gun. He's like, those fuckers thought they were going to get me. I was fucking ready. I would just pop, pop, pop. Like, he was so drunk. He had stayed up all night at the strip club doing cocaine, yeah. drunk as fuck. And he starts, pull, he pulls out like three uh, magaz- like extra magazines for his yeah. gun. He's like, I, would, I was so prepared for them. I would, like, but I knew they were coming. So blah, blah, blah. And he's like waving his gun around. And like, fuck. Alicia and I are just standing there, just like, uh. He's like, come on, Sam, come into my house. Come on, come on. I, I always got Patron in the freezer for, for times like this. <laughs> yeah. so, this is at 10.30 in the morning. Yeah. And this big dude <laughs> nice. is telling me, with a gun, coming to my house. He's yeah. drunk. Been doing cocaine all morning. Of course I'm going into <laughs> his house. I'm not telling him. No, I'm sorry, Sal. I need to go back to bed with my yeah. girlfriend. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. So I go into his, I go into his apartment, and he starts telling me what, what was happening. Like yeah. I knew the place was hot. I'm trying to kill, tell my cousin to get out, but he just wanted to keep on slinging dope. And I, I'm good, man. I got out. I got my day job. It's my side, but like blah blah nice. blah. He's real drunk, and he pours me a shot of tequila, and he pours that heifer all the way to the top of the oh, shot shit. glass. He's like, all right, good. cheers. Knocks one back. Pours another one. <laughs> I'm like, fucking ten thirty in the morning. Oh, I'm like man. nineteen years old, and this yeah. like. Like drunk dude who has a gun is telling me to take another shot. I'm like, Fuck. okay. And then uh, he's like, oh, I pour one for you, Alicia. You want one? She's like, no. I have to go to work in about ten minutes. <laughs> I, I'm, we're gonna get going. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, g- great talking. He's like, come back later if you want. If you want to get more more drunk with me, blah blah. blah. <laughs> I'm like, nice. I'm good. Nice. I'm great. And we go back in there and we close the door and lock it. And we're just like, what? The fuck? <laughs> like, what did we just get ourselves into? So his cousin. His yeah. cousin got, got got. Yeah, and yeah, he said. L- luckily, he showed me the search warrant. So mm-hmm. on the search warrant, they sh- it shows itemized like a receipt of what they seized. Yeah, and they weren't able to seize any drugs because they had uh, uh they had locks. So they didn't just have the the two locks like you normally have. They had one at the top mm-hmm. and one at the bottom too. That they had mm-hmm. put in. So because they knew like if you get busted, yeah, the the battering ram, they're trying to break the locks in the middle. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that you have one at the top and the bottom. Yeah. So you got to batter the whole. So they couldn't the get the door down. So he had about five minutes to dr- mm-hmm. to flush as many drugs as he wanted down oh, the toilet. He was able to flush most of the cocaine and st- all the nice. hard drugs down the toilet. Okay. Then he just got popped for weed and like had like forty thousand dollars cash or something like that. Uh, and they like opened this. You just from yeah. tips. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Obviously, just the tips. You know, it's a full wage of a minimum wage worker just from tips. Yeah, and so <laughs> I just get paid in, in cash. It's lot. all IRS knows. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> and so yeah, they seized all that, but he was just like, "Fuck, that's crazy." Yeah, he. That's crazy, man. And the crazy thing was like he he bought a car for my girlfriend, but he like didn't pay her for all. Like he was trying to like hustle her out of a few hundred uh, dollars shit. from it. And I'm like, you had how much money seized, and you're like holding like six hundred dollars for my girlfriend? Like what yeah, the fuck? that's stupid. But. It kind of just showed his character a little bit, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know if there's anyone who sells illegal drugs has good character. There might be some. There might be some that like legitimately have good reasons to do it. I have some good drug dealers. I won't say the names, but I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about mushrooms, which I do want to talk to you about later. I love mushrooms. I may or may not love mushrooms, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but. 
Um, like, I'm not talking about mushrooms or weed, because those uh, mushrooms are decriminalized and legalized in certain countries for medical purposes, and mm -hmm. weed, you know, talking about stuff like meth, like coke, where it's either only pleasure or addiction, like, there's not really yeah. a medicinal purpose. Yeah, yeah. There are medicinal purposes for cocaine, but... And for heroin, like, yeah. There are, but yeah. I'm... And, but I'm, I'm sure there are some that are like, I'm doing it medicinal, you know, I'm trying to help people or whatever, but I don't really know. I wonder how many people have like really good character mm -hmm. and are like just cool. I, cool people. Back in November, I went to the Psychedelic Science Summit here in Austin. You're telling and me about the, that. Yeah, there's yeah. this man named Carl Hart, Dr. Carl Hart. Sure. And he... H-A-R-T? H-A-R-T, I believe so. K or C, Carl? I think it's a C. Like Marx or... <laughs> no, 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 not like that guy. Um, great guy, probably. Um, but anyways, this guy, Carl Hart, he mm. was giving a talk on the neuroscience of addiction. He, mm. he studies neuroscience at a, oh, I can't remember what university, it's an Ivy League university. Okay. And he's this really amazing, distinguished black man with dreadlocks who knows his shit on addiction and studies nice. it on the, on the chemical level, you know, and he always says it. How can you study drug. drugs without, without looking yeah. like Bob Marley? You know? <laughs> and he, it's he kind says, of a requirement. He says, it's not the drug, it's your relationship to the drug. Yeah, and for sure. And that was his thing. He was like, it's not the thing, it's your relationship to the thing. Oh, for sure. And all the different circumstances. Yeah. It's like, well, there's a lot more factors to why people in low-income areas are using these drugs. Mm -hmm. It's not the drug, it's the situation they're in. Yes. That they're in. And he's That's a huge true. advocate of it, and he proves it on the, on the neuroscience level. Mm -hmm. And... Then later on in the, the Psychedelic Science Summit, he was on a, a panel, and this woman said something about heroin being bad, mm -hmm. and he just straight interrupts her. He's like, look, he's like, heroin's not bad, and I'm here to tell y'all that heroin made me a better person. Interesting. And I got to talk to him afterwards, and uh, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the people at the Psychedelic Science Summit, afterwards, there's a party, there's nice. a lot of weed smoking, right? We're in Texas, it's illegal, right? Yeah. But... Carl. I've seen people smoke I, in front of cops here I, in Austin. I, I offered him weed. He was like, no, man, I'm okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm curious about that. I started talking to him. He was like, well, he's like, I have a, I have a lot on the line. I, mm. I have a lot of research, mm. and I really want to make sure that I'm not doing anything illegal. Mm. And he did say that if he was going to use a drug to help him cope with sleep or with that, mm -hmm. he would use a prescribed drug that he would get from his doctor. Mm. And he did that when he was traveling. That was his, he would never travel with drugs and never do illegal drugs mm -hmm. because he knew that his work was more important than the yeah. discomfort that he might get especially, from not using a drug to sleep. Especially like if you're doing that kind of work, you're, you're researching drugs and you're trying to make people accept it more. Yeah. And then it comes out that you're breaking the law like it's so easy for people who already want to discredit your work to discredit your work yeah and i i had the pleasure of i was working the hospitality team mm -hmm. i was volunteering for the for yeah the, i remember you yeah. saying that yeah and i got to take him to his um this is before he had the panel but i got to take him to the hotel because he ripped his pants while he was on the <laughs> nice. and i happened to be the person with the car to drive nice. him and yeah, I got to have a good conversation with him, and I am losing track of what I was saying. Do you have uh, his information? Because you can put him on your podcast. I He's on a sabbatical right now, okay. so he's hard to get in contact with. Sure. But he gave me some really solid advice about okay. academia. Okay. And, you know, I, I, he, he, he went to the, his hotel room, and he got back. I don't remember what I was saying. He got back into the car, and now he put on a tank top and some, like, some nice. wax clothes. I was like, dang, dude. You're like looking, a Hawaiian you're, shirt. Yeah, I was like, dude, you're looking ripped. And he was like, he was like, man, 
It's like when you're a black man and you're you're the face of a drugs and addiction, you gotta look you gotta look jacked. You gotta yeah. look like you're in good shape because I can't have anyone stereotyping me as mm-hmm. a lazy black man. Mm-hmm. And he was shredded, nice. dude. He was in such good shape. Nice. And you know he he's definitely fighting a lot of stereotypes. He's a black man. Yeah, for who sure. Has dreadlocks with dreadlocks. Talking and, about drugs. And he spent. <laughs> Yeah. Over four years in the Navy, he's like, nice. he has, he put himself through... Discipline as fuck. Yeah, he put himself through school and getting a PhD, and now he's a, a professor at an Ivy League university oh, studying neuroscience. He's the real nice. deal. And he, yeah. what he told me was... Neuroscience you, you is have, no joke. Yeah, you have to be the real deal. You have to look... You have to look, walk the walk and talk the talk. And this man was integrity. Like, he was really in integrity. Nice. And I asked him, I checked in, I was like, hey, like... You know, here you you are a professor. I have some dreams of being a professor, and I I love some academic advice if you're, if you're open to giving it. He's like, mm. yeah, man, ask like, ask whatever you want to ask. Sure. And I asked him. I was like, well, I'm not totally sure what it is that I want to do for my PhD, but I have mm. a pretty good idea of the field that I want to do. I want to do some kind of cultural study of the use of psychedelic plants for mm. therapy in indigenous culture and stu- study that on some level. And I was like, well, I'm about to go to major university. I have about two semesters before I go. Like, what advice do you have? He was like, look, it's like, it doesn't matter where or what you do for your undergrad. Just get your degree. And before you start trying to get your PhD, start making friends with the, the professors that you want to work with. Mm. Send emails to the people that are doing the work. Start creating a relationship with them. Because when it comes down to it, those are going to be the people that you have to ask to be on your board to mm-hmm. advise you, your advisory board for your PhD. Mm. So find mm-hmm. the people that are doing the thing that you want to be doing mm-hmm. and start creating those relationships now. He was like, doesn't matter what grade you get in your undergrad, doesn't matter this, just mm-hmm. get your undergrad. And the people, if you make the right relationships, the right people can sponsor you to mm-hmm. help you get your PhD. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it kind of just gave me a sigh of relief. I'm like, cool, I can study what I actually want to study, mm-hmm. which is anthropology. Yeah, and go and get a degree in anthropology and just stick with it. And yeah, for sure. This was coming from a professor who who had yeah. I, I had no business. I I thought I had no business asking him for academic advice, but he was. I you know I checked I checked in with him and I made sure mm. it was kosher and yeah he was really happy to. Well, to that's the that. thing is uh, one thing I've definitely learned from the, doing this podcast, um, which was for like a goal before, but now I'm just kind of doing because I want to. Is that famous people are just people. Mm-hmm. I've had some people that aren't famous yet on here. I've had some people that are famous already. And I have them on because I think they're interesting. I like what they have to say. But um, one thing I've learned about famous people is they're people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you think about, like, if everybody wants some of your time, you might react a little differently to asking somebody for your time out of just what you're used to in everyday life and you just have to understand it from like this person is a normal person who has a lot of attention and if you just think about it like that then you'll be able to ask them in a way which isn't weird isn't like which is you're respecting them as a person um and so i can understand that sometimes it's like oh this person's so like oh my god they're so successful mm-hmm. and like, wow oh my god um but if you get caught up in that it's the same thing as like as like really like if you're thinking oh my god I can't ask her out she's really really hot mm-hmm. well she might have a lot of people that are trying to ask her out but it doesn't mean you can't ask her out she's yeah. still a person yeah and I think and she it, still has insecurities yeah and I think what it really you know? what I what I think I know from relating with people and practicing relation is that maybe something like that might take a little bit more skill 
because that person yeah. is operating at a higher skill level typically. Yeah. And that's maybe why they have one of the reasons why they have the life that they have. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why they're famous or they're a uh, college professor yeah. at Ivy yeah, League University because yeah. they're operating a high level of skill. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure I approached that conversation mm-hmm. with an adequate level of skill. Oh yeah. For and sure. so I didn't just say, Hey, can you give me some academic advice? I said, Hey, I'm really curious. You're, you are a professor and mm-hmm. I'm going to school. Um, would you be open to me asking you some questions about Yeah, that? social awareness. Yeah, and slowing down Emotional the conversation. Awareness. Yeah, giving him the, yeah. the space to say no and know that he can't say no. Yeah. Even though... Because probably just, a lot of people yeah. are trying to force him into mm-hmm. doing something, which yeah, is and not good. That just me me being so cool with him and taking him to the to his hotel mm-hmm. when he ripped his pants, we, we bonded. And then for the rest of the this, night... It's a pretty he, vulnerable yeah, place. Yeah, yeah he, he told me... I bond with anyone. He was like, he was like is that. there someone here at the Science Summit that you're interested in working with? Sure. And there was. There was a woman... Um, I can't remember her last name now. Her name is Bea, and she's studying the the use of ayahuasca in indigenous cultures. Oh in shit! Brazil. I want to try ayahuasca. I've heard really amazing things about it. Yeah, we should talk about it. Yeah, off, for sure. Off camera. Yeah, we gotta um, talk but, about a few things. Yeah, off but camera. anyway, so allegedly uh, he was he was like, well, what? Um, he's like, well, what? What is it like? What do you want to do? I was like, well, I, I'm really interested in this work that she's doing, and mm-hmm. they're studying like how this this medicine is interfacing with the world and yeah. how to make sure we protect the medicine and yeah, reverence yeah. for the indigenous people. And I'm really interested in that. He's like, cool, well, I, I'm friends with her. I can get you an in. Nice. He's like, anytime you see me and I'm around her, or if you want, just just give me a nudge and I'll go introduce you. Nice. Introduce you. And I quickly realized I had actually tried introducing myself to her, mm. but I made the mistake of smoking a, a, a like a THC vape pen like five uh, minutes before that, and I was so socially awkward when yeah. I tried to talk to her. I was like, "Oh, that was so bad." That happened. And, I, and I told I told Carl about that, and he was like, "Yeah, well, just yeah, if you like." I, I would love to include you in conversations. Yeah. And, you know, in at the psychedelic science summit, they're all really a lot of the people are really kind and open minded people and there still seems to be this like inner circle and this like clicky kind of mm-hmm. hierarchy of social Well there's everywhere. Right? And that's everywhere, right? Yeah. I and was checking to Carl mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. A person's a person. Nice. He had that social nice. awareness. So for the rest of the su- science summit, anytime I would walk up to the circle he would back up and make room for me. That's cool. While other people would just pretend like they, I'm not there. That's a leader. Me, right? That's a leader. And to me, yeah. Now, like, looking back on it, he, he has modeled some exemplary behaviors for mm-hmm. me. And for sure. I really like what he's up to. I'm glad he's That's on great. sabbatical right now. And yeah, I mean, and, being friendly and, and being open yeah. in a way that, like, you're not going to necessarily keep yourself open to a toxic person. Like, you have standards. Okay. That's the thing I think people don't understand about kindness is kindness is a part of the equation, but not the only equation. Because there's a lot of people that are like, no, don't be kind. You don't have to be kind. Like, screw that. And then there's a lot of people that are like, oh, be kind and never be mean. Um, and both of those are wrong. It's, it's, there's nuance to life. Okay. You have to be kind to people but also be able to have boundaries. And if you mm-hmm. open your circle to somebody and they start being weird and being a dick and stuff, then you don't open it to them anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of both, I would say. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I noticed that, you know, growing up, I used to have a lot of social anxiety. Mm. My, my, one of my bigger fears, and maybe this is why I really appreciated Carl, was that one of my biggest fears was not being included in social mm. circles. Yeah. And maybe, Me too. maybe there was yeah. some wounding there. And through the practice of authentic relating and the mm-hmm. Mankind Project and other social awareness building activities mm-hmm. like ecstatic dance, I've been able to now like have more confidence and, and also just like more social awareness and That's being good. able to judge the, the conversations. But at that summit, I was noticing, you know, I was younger. 
Mm -hmm. I didn't have a PhD or degree and I wasn't Mm -hmm. a licensed counselor in Texas. I wasn't Mm -hmm. any of the, the, um, I didn't have any of the letters before or after my name, like a lot of the other people there did. And I was, I was this 25 year old, really curious college Mm -hmm. kid who happened to be volunteering because I really wanted to get a a spot at the summit. And being curious is all you really need. Mm -hmm. Being curious and and socially aware enough that you're not going to cause too much friction. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember talking about being really afraid of being social. I'm still super afraid of being social exercised. I mean, I, I go to 10th planet and, um, everybody there seems to really like me. At least a lot of the, a lot of the teachers do and a lot of the people I'm chat and, it feels great, but I'm also, at the back of my mind, I'm like, what are they going to ostracize me? What are they going to do? And I'm always freaked mm-hmm, out about that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about scenarios like, oh, if this person took my joke that way, then they'd tell that person and then they'd kick me out. And it's always on, going on in the back of my mind. Yeah, it's some like, kind of like oh par- paranoia, background yeah, paranoia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's scared of something. Mm-hmm. It's not always being ostracized. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's, it's I mean, it just depends on the person. Yeah, Everyone's I, scared of something. I think that that wound or that that like core wound is one of the most fundamentally um sound fears that humans have Mm -hmm. i think that evolutionarily we evolved to have that behavioral adaptation it is so normal to have that because if you were kicked out of your Mm -hmm. social group that meant almost certain death right if you did something and you were shamed or shunned if you didn't know how to find plants yeah then (laughs) then if you didn't if you didn't have a skill or something or if you fuck something up and you cost the tribe a lot of resources, they're like, dude, we ain't risking that again. You're out. Yeah. And that meant you either no had to really figure it out and then your genetics became stronger mm-hmm. or your genetics were the weakest link and yeah. you got kicked out. That's one of the interesting things about nowadays is natural selection isn't working on humans anymore because we're... It's good and a bad thing. We're solving all our problems. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can have people who do almost nothing for their health and almost everything against it, and they still survive because of the mm-hmm. benefits we've, we've, the milestones and the landmarks that we've achieved in, in health. And so that's a good thing, but it's also, it's also one of those things where slowly and slowly and slowly, we are devolving in a way mm-hmm. because we don't have the pressures. We don't have the necessity. The environmental pressure fit. is almost gone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's what's that movie? Uh, Idiocracy. I haven't seen you it. You haven't seen it? No, it might but, be, but I haven't seen it. Um, it's basically what's happening now. Mm. It's kind of a resu- they, they kind of poke at that. It's kind of a result of that. It's mm. like America just got dumber. Um, I think it's the name of the movie. You know what's kind of fascinating? Hmm. So uh, have you heard of The Republic? I mean, what, what republic? Like there's the um, Republic of the United States? Well, republic there's, like, of there's Texas? a guy. There's an old guy in the Republic of Texas. There's an old guy, uh, ancient Greek guy. He liked to sit and think a lot. I think his name was Plato. Oh, yeah. Plato. 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 <laughs> I think it was Plato. He just liked to sit and think, and he wrote down his thoughts. And the, he wrote The Republic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was yeah, a book I'm called fr- The Republic. I'm familiar with this. I learned about it in philosophy. Okay, have you, have you read The Republic? Or? No. There's a section of it where he's philosophizing through his character of Socrates. Not Socrates, but like he writes prose mm-hmm. where Socrates is explaining his points. Mm-hmm. So it's not things that Socrates actually said. It's things that Plato is saying through his fictional character of Socrates, who uh, at that point I think is already dead. I'm not yeah, sure. I think, so. yeah. I think when he's writing it, he's dead because I know what he learned from Socrates. And Socrates, Plato's Socrates, I'm just going to say Plato instead of because it's confusing. Plato is saying through his character trying to figure out from philosophy what is the perfect republic. And he was talking at first about, well, what are the problems with the ideas that we have? And there's um, 
uh, oligarchy, which is rule of the few. There's aristocracy, which is rule of the best. There's democracy and there's tyranny. And so those are the four images that he was talking about. He was talking about how aristocracy, rule of the best, eventually degrades to oligarchy because the people who are in power don't want to leave. Mm -hmm. And so they'll change the, the standards for who gets in power to make sure that they stay in power. Yeah. Oligarchy eventually degrades to democracy because mm -hmm. in oligarchy, the people don't get what they want. The oligarchy make rules for themselves and people get fed up and they have a revolution. Mm -hmm. And so then democracy... But democracy, and this is what we're seeing now, democracy leads to tyranny. Because if the people vote the person in, then eventually one person is going to say, well, I'll do a lot for you. And if they do a lot for, and then you'll vote me in. And so the politicians have to do more and more for the people. The people have to do less and less for themselves. Yeah. And then at one point, the people now are kind of ruled by their desires. Yeah. So the, they're almost like their desire is tyrannical over them. Like my, our own desires become tyrannical over us. Yeah. We can't say no to our own desires because everyone's meeting our desires and kind of spoiling us because that's how they get in power in democratic societies, doing mm -hmm. more for the people. And then it just takes somebody who takes advantage of the fact that we're already kind of tyrannized by ourselves yeah. to take over. And that is sort of what we're seeing now. And apparently it's a cycle. And then, of course, tyranny degrades the aristocracy. And it's a cycle yeah. again. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, it, it, will democracy degrade to tyranny if democracy is true democracy? And when I mean that, I mean mm -hmm. everyone is voting. Everyone mm -hmm. is required to vote. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is like, Interesting. it's not, we don't live, this isn't a democracy. We live in a republic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a, it's, yeah. it has democratic features. Yeah. But it's not, it's a not a true democracy. Not a true democracy We're not no. truly voting on all these things. Mm -hmm. And we have this, um, this three branch system. Mm -hmm. And it's like one person shouldn't ever have all that power. Like mm -hmm. George Washington yeah. stepped down yes. because he knew that the system was fucked. He was like, this, we're heading straight towards federalism. It's like, we're yeah. going to have a two-party system. We need a new system. Stepping yeah. down, they're like, oh, yeah, but I could be voted in as power as yeah. leader and blah, 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 and so on yeah. and so forth. And then we have JFK, who was like, good president, <laughs> pop, dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck. Like, the deep state. Yeah, it's like... America I mean, but that, there's not some... I mean, and it's not even that crazy to say there's a deep state because there's, there's people that are in positions that are like jobs that aren't really voted out, like director of... of, of I mean, I don't know exactly how the director of the FBI is appointed, but I don't know if he has a term. Mm -hmm. He might not have a term. I'm not sure. Yeah. But there are people in positions like that that don't have a term mm -hmm. that just kind of have a lot of power, but mm -hmm. behind the scenes. Too much power. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what the whole system. I mean, the whole idea, like, I'm kind of amazed by how well our system is hold up, held up. When it comes to democracy. Well, it's because we had good values. Yeah. Right? Sure. The values were high. Yes. Now we're just incredibly out of integrity. Yes. Right? And if yes. we as, were as nation, if, yeah. if we were accountable with our word and what mm -hmm. we say we're gonna do, then we would be in higher integrity yes. and we would probably have a way better country. But yeah. we have a president who's lied mm -hmm. over twenty thousand times on camera, yeah. not to mention how many times we're But you mean I shouldn't camera. inject myself with bleach? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was about that. to. Yeah, you can jump into a pool of it, but don't. I don't, don't even know if that's good for you either. Well, we do it all the time when we get in swimming pools. Yeah, but it's diluted yeah, it's quite true. a bit. But yes. Anyways, I digress. The the thing about a true democracy is it would work. I think if everyone voted. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is 
we've created a system that makes it hard for everyone to vote. And we also don't have a true democracy because when a bill goes through Congress, we don't have a say. We elect the representative who has a say, and we, have but we don't have a say directly. Well, but, but we do because we voted for those, for those people to be mm -hmm. in power. The thing is, I say we, but it's like, I've only been voting the last two years. Mm -hmm. I've only been voting in every election for the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I'm 25, about to turn 26 years old. Mm -hmm. Most of my friends, I try to get them to vote, but they're like, oh, that doesn't work. And I'm like, it doesn't fucking work because you're not fucking doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, it's only going to work if everyone does it. It's mm -hmm. only like, they're like, oh, well, our city, our city officials and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, did you go and vote? Mm -hmm. I, I had a government yeah. professor two semesters ago. Shout out to, per, to Professor Rivera. She's the most amazing Annika G literally genius mm -hmm. and she she says if she ever gets onto social media fights with people about something political she goes and she checks the public record did you vote and it's public record you can really? find out if anyone voted in oh, what, what elections I didn't you can't know see that. what they voted yeah yeah but you can, you can see, see if they voted if they voted oh that's right cool. and so she goes and she looks up their name yeah if they didn't vote she outs them she's like huh. you didn't vote Literally, shut up. Nothing you say matters. <laughs> you don't. Like, you had a chance to voice your opinion, and you'll get another chance at the election. But guess what? I voted, so mm. I have a say here. I can argue. But if you're complaining about something and you didn't vote, mm. you have no room to talk here. And mm. that was a really interesting philosophy that she brought up, and that's what inspires me Powerful to start voting. Too. And I started voting. After, I mean, I voted in the election before that, but like, wasn't voting in the local elections. Mm. And now I've. You know, even though it might be a little challenging and I have to do a little bit of research, yeah. like, who is this person? What are they yeah. really about? Do I support this person or that person? Yeah, it takes a little bit of work. Yeah. But I'd rather have Some a little bit Even of local elections, people do politics. Like, mm -hmm. I, had, um, I had parked in a uh, parking lot of uh, CVS in an office depot mm -hmm. and um, left for like 30 minutes for an interview across the street and came back and got booted. And I got so mad because the sign, the entrance I came in, the sign was on... Like, I'm turning this way. The sign was over here away from where I would turn. It would be mm -hmm. unsafe for me to, like, look that way because it's out of my way. I'd be, like, going without looking at mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And the law, it's, the law in Texas, the one that applies explicitly states, and I'm, it's close to verbatim but not exactly, it says the sign has to be facing and conspicuously visible to somebody entering the complex mm -hmm. and it was not facing and it was not conspicuously visible from that entrance and so I challenged it and I was like oh I'm gonna win and the person and I was doing some research on the justice of the peace in that district and she was an elected official and she was saying that she it's her you know her job to, and she she was all uh, for the people like she was definitely like portraying herself as all for the people for the people for the people and I go there and she's like uh, yeah that's your fault and I'm like here's the law and here's the picture of the sign and where it was placed. She's like, you shouldn't have shown a picture of the sign because that goes against your case. And I'm like, but it's not within my line of sight. And she's like, not for the people at all. Cause she wasn't thinking about the people at all in that moment. Cause it was very obvious to me and to anyone who looks at the law that that was not qualified. And it was just okay. kind of silly that you're, you're not even a County official. Mm -hmm. You're, you have a third of the state Well, she's a County official, but she has a third of Austin and that's, that's her area and she's been playing politics because obviously she's not the same person that her online profile that she wrote shows she is. Yeah, it's like when the rubber hits the road, what is, what's, what's yeah. the deal? And so now it's like, okay, Do you well, really care about this? Yeah, so now when the next election comes up and you can vote her out, I think it's your moral responsibility to vote her out. I'm in District 
two or three, and she's in the other one. She's in a different district, so I won't be voting on her out, unfortunately. And so, yeah, and that, and that, to me, that's like a flawed, that's a flawed system where you're, you don't get to vote for someone who's not necessarily, I guess, part of. Maybe I do. Maybe maybe I do. I, I I haven't looked at the ballot. Maybe I get to vote for all three because yeah. I live in Austin. But, yeah, but I, it's I also so. possible I only get to vote for the one I live in. Yeah. This was a diff- different this, set of yeah, that's right. That's right. And I I mean I'm I go sure. to other states and I have to abide by the laws yeah, in those yeah. states and I didn't vote for any of those people. Yeah. But yeah. But he also decided to go to that state. Exactly. And, and like, it's your responsibility it be, to know the law yeah. in any part and know the officials if you're yeah. gonna, you know if you're gonna wage your breaking the law you mm. should know who the officials are who you're, yeah. you're gonna go up against in court and know if you can. But it's like it would be kind of silly had, for me to that? go to France and to be like you can't you have no power over me I didn't vote for you guys like no yeah yeah you're choosing <laughs> you you're choosing to be here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. At that point, it's your responsibility mm. as a sovereign individual mm. to know the law where you are. Yeah, and for sure. To also, you know, vote for the laws you want where you live. Yeah. And, yeah, we live in an interesting And place. research it, because sometimes they write the... Pro- especially in California, I, I would look at propositions. Um, I was too young to vote when I was there, but um, the proposition, like... There are a few propositions that were written where you'd think a yes vote means something, but it really means the opposite, the mm-hmm. way that the law was, was worded, yeah. and it's just so weird how yeah. that works. I know that a lot of the cannabis laws that they wrote, yeah. they were, it was in Colorado, Oregon, Washington, mm-hmm. California, the propositions that they would write mm-hmm. would have these crazy restrictions on the taxing mm-hmm. and how you're tracking every single plant mm. and this is and that's and on the surface it looks great like yeah we're pushing for medical or pushing for mm. recreational cannabis use but then the fine print is every single plant has to be accounted for this many times a year uh, and blah blah crazy. blah and you have to weigh it and this yeah. and that and it's like that's not the that's like the, the people who are trying to push for for the prohibition on cannabis mm. to end they're like don't vote for this one wait for the next one we're gonna get yeah, it yeah, written yeah. better and then everyone gets super excited they're like oh it says cannabis good and of course yeah. the, the people who don't the people who want it to be really restricted they're putting out the propaganda to make people want to vote for it too because mm. they know well eventually it's going to get voted in but if we can get it voted in this time yeah. then we're going to have the restrictions that we want mm. and so they push for it and then all of a sudden you know California did, was a re- like, it took them a lot longer than some of these other states to go recreation yeah it did and it took a, a whole presidential it, election yeah. I believe it was 2016 yeah. all because of them want like they're like oh we'll go medical legal it's like that's not really illegal you get med- yeah. you get a prescription for it just like well, it's been medically it. legal for a long time mm-hmm. in California is one yeah. of the earliest for that but mm-hmm. yeah I remember I was walking down uh, Venice um, my dad had a rented a temporarily rented a boat in Marina del Rey because he had a job there mm-hmm. uh, like a temporary job and um, we were walking down um, Venice Beach and um, my I think at that point I was smoking but my dad didn't know it I was in high school. Kind of senior in high school because I started smoking the second semester of senior year, um, and we were walking by and this guy has like this kind of like a Flavor Flavia like a banner like around his neck but like it was a banner like it was a huge fucking banner that he was holding that was I think it was around his neck mm-hmm. I might, might have been remembering that wrong but he was like hey you two look like you want to get some weed come in here and we'll get you a prescription and it was hilarious and I was like no no that's my dad it's okay and he's like ah he can come too and I'm like nah it's fine. <laughs> My dad probably knew. He knows now. I smoke every now and then, but it was just hilarious. Well, and it's also so, funny that like they're advertising selling a like a doctor prescription. Yeah, right? well, the like, laws were so lax. The medical laws. Mm-hmm. You can be like, hey, I feel anxious sometimes, and the doctor's like, 
I got you. Yeah, and the doctor's getting paid a hundred dollars yeah. for a five minute or yeah. two hundred dollars for a five minute consultation. There yeah. you go. I got my I got my doctorate. I can write a prescription for whatever the fuck. Oh, you want you want ketamine? Oh, cool. You want Xanax? Cool. Oh, cannabis? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be an extra two hundred dollars. I yeah. got you. I'll write it. And then yeah, can, and yeah, it's. I think it just goes like all this to say it's like. I think that democracy can work mm-hmm. when everyone votes. Yeah, and that's the thing about democracy. It's 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 up. We it's we have a responsibility, not just a right, mm-hmm. and it's a right and a responsibility. Where mm-hmm. like I, I I've heard of people that just like you know check off everything that sounds Republican or check off everything that sounds Democrat. It's like I'll vote for the Democrat. I'll vote for the Republican. There's no thought into who this person is. There's no thought into what are my values and is this person going to help me create a, a society that I would like to live in. Yeah, and, and that takes a lot of work. So yeah. it's, it's the responsibility of, of people like you and me who live in a democracy to make it work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easier for people to either not vote or just go straight ticket Democratic, yeah. straight ticket Republican. That's why a lot of people and, do it, because it's but easy. guess what? Most of America isn't polarized. Most of America is moderate yeah, right in the middle. for sure. You know, there's a lot of people that believe in a lot of freedoms, mm-hmm. but also want there to be stricter gun control laws, yeah. you know? Or there's people like, I live here in Texas, and... I would probably lean more towards Democratic, mm-hmm. but I really want to support people having guns. You and me, I think, have similar values and, yeah, when it comes and to political at stuff. the same time, I think that there should be a little bit more restrictions on guns. Mm. I don't think that any, any old bloke should be able to go to a gun show and go around the fucking loopholes mm-hmm. and buy a fucking gun at, at, a, at a gun show. I think that it needs I to be... I want to research more about that because I used to... Not I haven't researched it enough, but mm-hmm. I've I've heard enough of both sides to realize that I don't know enough to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know like I would like to know what the gun show loopholes are because yeah. it, everyone says gun show loopholes and sure maybe it's a problem, but I want to know exactly what they are because I can't have an opinion if I'm just following what people say. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. but I, but I mean if. If they are egregious, like a lot of people say they are, I just kind of want to see that with my own eyes, you know? Yeah, I don't, what, what I, my understanding of it is that you don't need a background check of any kind. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And okay. that could actually that's be, true. That, that could actually be the case when you just go to Academy or Walmart too. No, I, I believe they, from what I understand, um, this is from an interview on the Joe Rogan Experience, shout out to Joe Rogan, you should come on my podcast when you come to Austin, um, but it's the guy named Colian Noir. Who is a he's a lawyer? I don't know where. Maybe in California somewhere. He's part of the NRA. Yes. Yeah. He's a lawyer. He's an NRA. He's a black man, yeah. and he I does a lot of gun reviews on his uh, his. Um, I think he's part of the NRA. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I um, believe so. I watched the podcast. Yeah, and I, I follow his Instagram, and it's like really cool. But he's one of the people that kind of turn me on to a different side of the story that I'm used to hearing because you don't. It's hard to hear his side of the story. He's a very reasonable person. And he's very well knowledge. Like he knows all the laws because he researches them like crazy. He's a and, he's, and he's a lawyer. Yeah. He's a fucking lawyer. He needs for God to know sakes. them. Yeah. So, like, it's really cool to be. Oh, you're you're making really good points, and the other side's making really good points. So I want to learn more so that I can figure it out for myself. Because when one side, when you're only hearing one side and they're strawmanning the other side's arguments, then I, I don't really feel confident coming to a conclusion about what I really feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'd yeah. like to hear. Uh, I like to hear two good arguments that I can't necessarily choose, and then I feel compelled to do my own research and find my own opinion. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and I think that's the safe and the more mature and responsible thing to yeah. do. Which people are more mature? Well, the thing is, is it's not easy. Being yeah, mature no, is the difference between being immature and being mature is to me is 
the the difference between the hero and the warrior. Mm. So the archetype of the warrior, the immature version, is is the hero. Mm. Everyone loves the hero, yeah. right? But the hero's doing it for themselves. Mm. The hero is the immature, it's the boy mm-hmm. who leaves the village for glory. Mm-hmm. The warrior... Like leaves, Gaston. Yeah, the warrior leaves the village to protect the village. Yeah. The warrior knows what he's protecting. And mm. the, reason that they, the reason that men need like, initiation... Um, like Aquaman. Aquaman's the warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much yeah. the hero, but his mm-hmm. brother's the hero. Yeah. And so I don't know if you saw yeah, Aquaman. It, yeah, it's an awesome okay. movie. And my, in my opinion, men need... Or, Shout out to Jason yeah. Momoa. Come on the podcast. Yeah. Men oh, or, shit. Boy, it's off. I'm oh, listening. Yeah. I'm sorry. Boy, I'm boys, boys need... No, it's on. It's weird. It just stopped recording. Nice. Boys need an initiation into manhood because what happens... Yes. What I'm happens listening. is that they... They know... Yeah, after the man, after the boy goes through initiation, he knows what he's fighting for, and he's not going to burn the village down. Mm. Yes, that's one thing I heard from um, Iron Bob. John. Well, I mean Iron John, but I heard it through the guy that everybody likes to 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 like mess with at our Monday group. Daniel Maldonado. That guy. How yeah. did I forget his name? So Maldonado said a few times that. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's pretty much what you said. The, mm-hmm. the uh, you, if you don't initiate the men, they'll burn the village down. Yeah, and the boys something. Burn yeah, the yeah. Something. yeah because... Talk about initiation because that's something that, for for me, it's been extremely important. I actually, so uh, MKP that initiation for me was important, but I already kind of did my own initiation in my life beforehand because mm-hmm. I knew I needed it. I didn't know what form it would take, but there was like a deep call to something, and my initiation came in the form of. My whole family was threatening to stop support, stop financially supporting me if I went to Colombia like I was going to go. And they actually did stop financially supporting me, um, which was a great thing, actually, because I learned to be responsible for my own finances. But they decided uh, I wanted to go to Colombia. I had my mom and dad calling me nonstop to try to scare me. I had my aunt and uncle calling me to try to scare me. And I almost didn't go. But thankfully, the day that I was going to go, I was in Orlando, and um, my friend uh, Ida, my friend Hurricane Ida, came down and, uh, <laughs> and shut down the airport for a day, so I had an extra day to think about it. And I was actually not going to go, but that morning, I was going to fly out on September 11th, great day to fly out, mm-hmm. not 2001, several years later. Are, cheap, are flights cheaper that day? I might be. I'm sure they are. Yeah. I guarantee they are. And so... Uh, I had an extra day because everything was shut down. It w- mm-hmm. didn't really hit Orlando that hard. It went like a few hundred miles west of um, Orlando. But it hit hard, you know, shut out power and everything. Some fences and trees were blown over, but nothing super crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I had an extra day to think about it. And I woke up on the morning of the 12th. And I'm like, fuck it. I didn't have enough money to do anything, really. I had barely enough money for the Uber. <laughs> To get to the airport. Mm-hmm. I called up a friend that I'd met in the last couple of days. I was like, hey, can you help me? She's like, no, I got work. I'm like, okay, I'll call an Uber. Like, barely had enough money for the Uber. And I went to the fucking airport. Yeah. And, uh, and I went to Columbia. And that was my initiation. Uh, um, a five-month trip around the world. Like, not planning at all. And being fucking broke 
almost all the time. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have any money. No, it was very hard, but I did it, and I got into a lot of dangerous situations, and that was my initiation. Like, I I knew I had to do something for me Mm -hmm. that it was actually better that my parents and all my family didn't want me to, because Mm -hmm. that made it even more for me. Yeah. And actually, the day that I left, my mom crashed her car out of stress. Like, she was worrying about me, and I'm like... In a way, that's a good thing because now, like, that bond is separated in a, into a more mature way. Like, now my relationship with my mom is like, we're two adults. Mm-hmm. And, and it, had, I ha- it had to happen the way it did. Yeah, and they probably respect you so much more sure. for, for going and sticking to your guns. Yeah. And, you know, you had all the, you, you heard the call, mm-hmm. you had the resistance, yeah. and you still took the dive into the pit. Yeah. And the pit was this really scary place where you didn't maybe know where your next meal might come from or you yeah, sometimes know I didn't. Where this where what was going to happen I was you know? sitting in a Juan Valdez which is their version of Starbucks because the, the, they hate Starbucks over there I think they do because it's like uh, Starbucks is like hey um, here's Colombian coffee and like uh, we grew that right there why the fuck are you taking our coffee and selling it back to us mm-hmm. so they have their own thing called Juan Valdez Cool. I don't. I'm not Colombian so maybe a lot of Colombians don't think that but that's what I imagine they're thinking it's probably somewhat true and so they have their own thing. And I was, there were some days where I was literally sitting in a Juan Valdez eating sugar packets yeah. and doing work on my computer to get money. Yeah. And uh, it was literally flying. I was like on my own bootstraps. So it was barely any money. It was crazy. Yeah. And you made it. It was so important. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. was really, really important I did that. Yeah. So initiation. What is an initiation? You know, to me, initiation is a process that is transformative. Mm-hmm. Uh, as simple as possible. It's like you take, you take someone, mm-hmm. you take them through transformation mm-hmm. and the other side they're different mm-hmm. right and so what the mankind project does is they they take men out into the woods they do some things that you can research online if you really want to know that was just they, don't yeah, know. The, the invitation is to to go and lean into your edge yeah to go into the unknown and that's kind of the thing is like it's a hero's journey mm-hmm. you you hear the call you have the resistance you mm-hmm. do it anyways and mm-hmm. yeah. you take a deep dive into understanding yourself, and there's obstacles and different things up along the way. There's the Fuck, twi- what is happening with this fucking thing? There's the, the 12 steps of the hero's journey. I'm hoping this is still fucked. What the hell's going on here? Well, we still Oh, have- it switched to photo. We, uh, we'll have to, um, well, the, our things are still recording, so it'll just be without video for a period of time. That is A okay with me. Um, sorry about it not. I'll have some cool, like, visualization in the background that everyone can see. Oh, shit. No, this has been recording, right? Why did it stop? It's so weird. I don't know why it stopped. Um, I'm going to take this out and put this in here. And then... <sighs> I got to prepare better for this. Hey, well, we have the audio, which is, I think, the most important part. The audio is the most important part, but I kind of like the video, too. Yeah. I like both of them. Um, where the hell did the thing do now? Oh, here it is. Nope. I'll cut out this part when I edit it. I do want to get better equipment so that I don't have to worry about this because I definitely worry about this happening because <laughs> my setup is uh, is good, but it's it could be better. And the battery life is something that I am of want a lot. All right, well, we're just going to have... Oh, where did this go? What you looking for? My iPhone cable. Ooh. 
Maybe no, it's not the. It's not that cable that you threw over there. No. And it's not in the wall with the other. USB. I was charging it somewhere. Oh look, your passport. I know. I have that there to kind of put that there and see what to put it there. Oh Joe. Yep. That's me. That's my name. Humps doesn't even look like you. I know. I want to get a new one because yeah, they I'm won't afraid. believe. They for sure won't believe you. Well, I've had. I've I've used that when I had long hair and facial hair and, and no glasses and nobody said a thing. But I definitely want to get a new a new passport. Alright. I hope this works. So you went to Colombia November 6, 2017. That's when I went out of Colombia. Oh. Yeah, I went there on September 12th. I got in on September 12th and got out November 6th. And then I flew to Lithuania and landed, I think, on November 9th, local time. Wow. Yeah, that was that was a fucking blast. No, sorry. Yeah, I, I landed in Lithuania, but um, I stayed a lot of time in Latvia as well. It was awesome. It's cool, dude. Thanks, man. Passports tell good stories. Yes, they do. Before, but, I, uh, before we know it, we're going to have to get new ones anyways. They only last 10 years, right? Yeah, that one uh, is 2024. Yeah. So that's enough time, but I want to go to Colombia again. Um, I'm going to make that a wide shot for now. Cool. Because that one's not turning on yet. And then i got to get better batter, backup batteries and better setup and stuff. But, uh, you want to do the copy thing? Yeah, I can find it. Bam! Bam! And we're back. And we're back. Although, yeah. I'm going to put a little bit of that previous conversation in here. Hell yeah. So... Well, it's yeah, initiation. We stopped yeah, where initiation. Were you? We're, yeah, talking about initiation. Well, yeah, for me, initiation was important just because, like, I had been a part of the Mankind Project for mm. probably going on nine months before I took the the call, or before I heard the call and took it, or I mm-hmm. heard the call but I didn't take the call mm-hmm. for nine months, probably three in WTA. Are you nervous? No, I just I was in school and it just didn't line up for me and. Mm. I just kept on not lining up, and then mm. when it did, I, t- I took the opportunity and I seized mm. it. And yeah, I was I had been a part of. For those of you who don't know, the Mankind Project is like an international men's group, and their mission is to change the world one man at a time. Mm-hmm. And they do that. I think they definitely catalyze some change for men. For sure. And what they did for me was there was this man named David Garrison, and. I was at an authentic relating games event mm-hmm. and David came up to me. He was like, Hey, tomorrow morning at 8 AM, there's a men's group at Wheatsville. Mm. Are you in? I was like, yeah, I'm in. I trust. Does this David. still happen at Wheatsville? It doesn't happen right now. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing it Monday mornings on zoom right now. Okay. Cause I haven't been in like over a year probably. And David invited me to that. And I was like, yeah, sure. I trust you. I'll go. Mm-hmm. David was 59 at the time when I met him and you know, he was an older man who was a very similar energy to me, really open heart. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I barely know you, but I, I trust you enough. Mm-hmm. And I went and it started changing my life. I started being introduced to a structure mm. that I never really, really heard of. Mm. And they follow the four mature masculine archetypes defined by Carl Jung. They start with the lover round mm. where you check in with your feelings, the warrior round where you make a clean cut, where I'm mm. in or out of accountability or integrity in my mm. life, the magician round where they take you through a process, mm. and then the king round, you check out what's your blessing, what did you take away, and what's your blessing for the group. And it's a very simple format, but it gave me some structure. And then I was like, well, how do I lead this? They're like, oh, you just volunteer. You just say, I'm, I'm the king next week, and you, you king. 
And mm. that gave me my first opportunity to practice facilitating um, men's group and also just facilitating outside the context of authentic relating games mm. and other things that I had some familiarity with. Mm-hmm. And they kept on saying, like, hey, when are you going to get initiated? All these guys had their, mm. their animal names. And I was like, what is my animal name? What is what this? Is your animal yeah. Name? Well, and then, so at the time, I, it became Dancing Deer. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like to dance a lot. I'm kind of skittish and kind of like a deer, really you quick skittish? and nimble. Uh, I think sometimes my social awkwardness comes and I avoid. Right? But the weird thing is when you say you're socially awkward, then you become not socially awkward. That's a, it's a, tr- <laughs> it's a trick, right? Um, anyway, so it was Gentle Deer, or sorry. Gentle deer. Dancing, you said. Dancing deer. I know someone named named Gentle Deer. Shout out mm. to Gentle Deer if you're listening. Um, dancing deer. Mm. And then and through, went through my initiation, and there's a process they take you through, a, vision, a visionary quest of some mm. kind. And when I closed my eyes and I, I, remember that. I saw the animal, the animal I saw was the Iolani. Iolani is the Hawaiian word for hawk. Mm. Io meaning hawk, lani meaning sky, heavens. So the, the sky hawk. Mm. And what so, other kind of hawk is there? Um, well, it could be a groundhawk. No, I don't know. Um, well, when the hawk is on the ground, then mm-hmm. it's a groundhawk. Yeah, and I think eo might mean bird in Hawaiian, mm. but I'm, so not, sky I'm, bird. Not, I'm not totally sure the Hawaiian translation, but my friend's name, my, my best friends in Hawaii, their son's name is Iolani. Oh, and sure. So I had an encounter when I was in Hawaii where I was climbing a coconut tree, mm-hmm. and my friend's like, hey, look over to your left. And I'm like, what? And I look over, and less than five feet away from my face is a Hawaiian hawk. Like and between the, me and you that distance? Uh, maybe yeah, a, like a, foot, a foot further. Like yeah, here? Right there. I'm like, hey, dude. Oh, it's, just, it's looking at me like, yeah. <laughs> like we're looking at each other. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, he was like, yeah, you're probably in its tree. And I'm like, what do I do? He's like, how much you can do. <laughs> I'm just looking how, at how, it. How high on the ground were you? 30 feet. Fuck. I was couldn't, high couldn't up. Couldn't fall. No, 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 no. I couldn't get off. And like, yeah. I'm strapped in. I have like a harness on and stuff. Yeah. But I'm, he's like, I'm going to try and get a picture. And he starts taking some pictures and he can't really get a good one. He's like, all right, maybe move to the side. Move to the side. <laughs> and the hawk jumps off and goes in flight. And there's only this one spot in the picture frame where there was mm-hmm. sky. Mm-hmm. And that's where the bird was flying. And oh, he got so a picture cool. of the hawk flying away. And I had a vision of me being yeah. in a coconut tree during the hmm. initiation. And I was like, oh, Iolani, that's my or mm. Skyhawk. That was my animal name. And I claimed Skyhawk. Interesting. And that was it for a while. And then I, I kept on ha- kept on running into other birds, mm. running into other raptors, birds, birds of prey, mm-hmm. whether it was a falcon or um, uh, merlin or mm. other birds. I, I didn't know that merlin was a bird. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a wizard. It, there's also the wizard. Um, and yeah, I just kept on running into all these different birds. I would find vulture feathers. I would oh, find shit. blue jay feathers. I would find turkey feathers or mm. gifted turkey feathers. And mm. yeah, eventually I realized like my, my totem to me was more bird medicine than anything. Mm. But I wanted to say raptor, like sky raptor, but I don't want people to think of a velociraptor. Yeah. A velociraptor, that's like the, the, yeah, that's the name of a very specific dinosaur and people mm. t- typically think of raptor they think of birds one of the things i like about you is you're so connected to nature you're really grounded mm. but you're not you're not like super grounded where you're not trying to trying mm-hmm. to improve or 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 thinking about ideals mm-hmm. but you're really grounded you've got roots mm. and like and yeah so i think that that's kind of part of why i changed my animal name it was like mm. it was skyhawk which was great but the hawk didn't really encapsulate 
all of the bird medicine that I was mm. accessing. I would I went down to the beach a couple months ago and mm. there was pelicans and mm. I got a pelican feather. Oh, I, mean, I don't cool. I don't have it anymore because they're illegal. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so of course. I. You saw it. And I kept, yeah, I kept, well, I kept you appreciated on, yeah. it while it was there. And I kept on seeing all these birds in my life, and I've always had a connected to this connection to the stars. Mm. And and then it hit me. My my new animal name is Starbird. Starbird. Yeah. Ah. And it's it's really stuck. Huh. And what if aliens look like birds? And maybe are I, you an alien in in in. That has like a hologram around you. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, what do they call it? a sleeper agent? Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like once I get activated, then yeah. it all come off, and I'm actually just, I'm, a, I'm a cyborg robot, yeah. uh, alien hybrid. I love how uh, there's an emoji now of of like the strong arm, but like robot. Really? Yeah, I'll show oh. you. Maybe, no, my I, phones are maybe like, I it's really cool. I, I think I need to get an update because I keep on seeing that like question mark on Facebook when people are posting certain emojis. Oh no! It probably means that I don't. Do you have an Android? No, I have an iPhone. Okay, so yeah, I don't I know just, why that is. I, well, it's because I don't have the new update, and there's probably some new emojis people are using. The next update has a bubble tea emoji. Hell yeah! Which is fucking bubble. awesome. The iOS 14 has a bubble tea emoji. Shout out to, um, what's not John? It's, it, I know Johnny Ive. Left Apple, but is now a consultant with Apple. So whoever designed that logo, shout out. Yeah. I don't know who it was. Might have been Johnny Ive or his team. Yeah. They have. I forgot his name of his new company that he's like consulting with Apple because he doesn't like politics or whatever. But um, I'm excited because one of my favorite data ideas is bubble tea. I fucking love. Oh, where'd he go? Um, so I used to go to the place right here, uh, which is Teacup. I still like going to the Teacup, but it's a shit place to walk around. Yeah. I don't want to go too far because like, I want it to be easy for me to like invite her over mm-hmm. and see this wonderfulness. Um, so I, well, the, the, the best place is in the domain, so that's a bit far. So I'll probably start inviting girls to, what's the next closest one? There's one near campus, which is sort of, maybe what I'll probably do going forward is we'll meet there. And then come someplace else to walk around and just nice. chill. Have you have you ever been to eighty five degrees bakery? No. So my Do friend, they have some. They have bubble tea. What? And the bakery there Where is, is insane. It? So it's right next to H Mart. Have you been to H Mart? That's way way yeah, north. Yeah, yeah. I way just north. I happened to be in that neighborhood, and my friend like my friend was like, yeah, I go to eighty five and get some. Is some that the goods. one right next to ninety nine Ranch? I think it's close to there. Because there's one in the same complex as 99 Ranch, and I did some DoorDash, and I picked up some bubble tea there, and it looked really nice. Well, yeah, they basically, you go, you get a tray, and yeah. you just pick up all of your all the goodies, you walk up, and they just ring you up. Oh, that sounds really bag. cool. It wasn't the same one. That yeah, sounds really it, cool, it, though. It's a, it's a Japanese bakery, so all the, the oh, baked nice. goods, they're not super sweet. So the thing about, okay, the yeah, difference between yeah. European baked goods and Japanese baked goods is that, uh, and I just learned this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, European baked goods, because you you cook them in an oven, they have to be t- twice as sweet with twice as much butter really? and twice as twice as much fat because it ha- it ha- it gets huh. condensed it, it shrinks and that's just the way that like you okay. have to get it to rise twice as much yeast and all these yeah. things to get it to rise and blah 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 okay. and so you need all more butter and that's sure. just the way the chemistry works I right love butter well in Japan mm. they traditionally they've been working with convection ovens mm. a lot longer and so using convection ovens when baking. 
you can use a little bit less. Things are a little bit more fluffier. They don't have to be as sweet. They don't have to mm-hmm. be as fatty. But they're so delicious because you don't want to like. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Sometimes I want to eat something that's just like a donut that's just like right in your face, American yeah. style. But more often than not, I want a really light snack. Yeah. And something that's sweet but not too sweet. Something mm-hmm. that's savory but not like <laughs> slap you in the face. Yeah. Savory, right. And it's like that uh, that Jeff uh, with like the hot dogs. Like yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's not the the, the, the like stuff sugar, from eighty five degrees like sugar is not quite like that. So I highly recommend it's only eighty five. It's only eighty five. And guess yeah. what? That's the temperature that they cook it at. Really? No, That's why. I, no, no. no. <laughs> I was about to say that makes sense. I mean, it made sense of the conversation. Cook it at eighty five. It's got so much salmonella well, on it. Yeah, I, I think I, my friend said something about eighty five, but the, yeah. I don't think that stuff cooks it. Maybe it's degrees. like the latitude or longitude or whatever. Yeah, in Japan. Maybe. I don't know. It could be. We'll, I, we'll do. Re- I probably sound like a stupid person. <laughs> Being like, we're trying yeah, to come up with a reason. It's actually like two hundred thirty. But okay, apparently whatever. My friend recommended yeah. getting the hot uh, green jasmine tea, and they, they'll do a sea foam or a sea salt fo- uh, foam. So that sounds time. interesting, but my experience with jasmine, my experience, my experience, my experience it, t- it, tastes, it tastes like perfume. Yes, yeah. My experience with jasmine of tea up to this point was like I'm drinking soap or perfume, and I did yeah. not like it. It has to be good jasmine. Yeah, yeah. And whenever I get bubble tea, I always go for the low sugar. Like they always point. So I love. This is one of. This is one one really awesome cultural appropriation. Like, the whole idea that people are against cultural appropriation, Japanese people are probably, a lot of them are really happy that we have bubble tea over here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not like we're disrespecting their culture, we're appreciating their culture. Yeah, now, yeah. I understand if, like, if we, like, for instance, with Native Americans, it's kind of weird because we're the ones that eradicate their culture, and that's kind of weird. So yeah. I get that. It's yeah. like, it's like, we have, like, I don't know, if, like, I put on a, a, a chief thing and I started going around for fun, that'd kind of be weird Although not really for me, because I'm from Eastern, I'm an Eastern European Jew, and my ancestors had zero to do with the eradication of um, of Native Americans. But for somebody who did, it's kind of weird because you're the people that that committed genocide. Like your ancestors committed genocide, and now you're kind of like it's kind of like you're mocking it. Yeah. But when it comes to bubble tea, like I kind of love, I kind of love that it's here. Yeah. And it's becoming the bubble tea places that are here are becoming more and more like Asian bubble tea places. Because at first it was like, here's some cool flavors and some boba, have at it. And now it's like, oh, what kind of ice do you want? Light, medium, like a lot of ice, no ice. And what kind of sugar do you want? And that's apparently a lot like the ones in, in, in yeah, Asia. Yeah, yeah, they're really peculiar about the yeah. all the little all the details. Yeah. That's, that's, I, do you I want really, boba? I'm, do you want jelly? Do you want what kind of jelly? Do you want egg custard? Do you want the light jelly? jelly? Do, you want, do you want the yeah. basil seeds in? I fucking love the basil oh, seeds. Oh, dude, basil it's seeds. Like it's, it's, it's like Jesus. It's just like chia seeds, yeah. But they're the, basil. The first time I ever had yeah. it, I had it at Ramen Tatsuya. Oh, I fucking love they, Ramen they Tatsuya. Have, uh, um, shout out to Ramen Tatsuya. So good. My favorite ramen place. That's good. Daruma Rama is really good too. Check out Daruma Ramen. I've been to Michi. Amazing. Michi's Way better like, than Michi. Michi's, Michi's like seventy five percent. It's like more customizable. It's like seventy five percent of Tetsuya. Yeah, Tetsuya is Tetsuya yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah, but Tetsuya's uh, lobby's still closed. I tried going there last week, oh. and I like they have takeout though, right? They have takeout, which they didn't have before. Okay, they were hardcore against takeout. Yeah, they would give you a to go container if you asked for one. Yeah, but you couldn't order takeout there. And now I, I tried takeout. to yeah, and I tried to uh, first time I went, like my friend like hyped it up, and I brought. Um, not this GoPro, but the one I had before it. I brought a GoPro and my tripod, and I was gonna like film it, and they're like, "Yeah, no filming." And I'm like, "No filming." They're like, "Yeah, we're opening up a place, and we don't want any anything like anybody, you know, we're just being super secretive about it and protective." And I get that, but it's kind of weird, so I filmed anyway. Oh yeah. But um, I didn't release it or anything. Yeah. I just want to have the footage somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah they have like a it's like a 
some kind of alcoholic beverage, and they squeeze sake. I, no, it might be a be, uh, a mixed drink with sake. Okay, and they add the basil seeds, and I was like, "Is this cheese?" They're like, no, "Oh, it's basil shit. seeds," and I'm like, "Nice basil seeds do this too." Yeah, it blew my mind. I'm it's like, so good. I want to go basil. Basil just for here. That. I nice. have basil in front. I have basil in back. I have. I think I went to Great Outdoors, and I got like there were like six kinds of basil, and I got mm-hmm. uh, there were like seven or eight, and I got six of them. Wow. I'm trying to think. I have. I have African Blue, Sweet, Rutgers Devotee, Outback, maybe only got five. Then I have Siam Queen and Purple Ruffles Basil. Right, do you, you, better, you better save those seeds and we're going to have some cocktails with it. I'll probably just buy basil seeds somewhere because yeah. I don't <laughs> even know where these seeds, like I don't know where are the seeds. They're in the flower. So, they'll, you know, they'll, so in the summer, they'll start, they'll start to, okay. it's called bolt. Bolting okay. is where something like a green or a vegetable mm. starts to... Um, the greens start getting more bitter, and uh, these little flowers start poking up. That the and, African blue has flowers like crazy. Yeah, and so eventually, African blue basil. Really after cool. the yeah. after it flowers, Queen has a lot too. the whole plant will start to dry up. That's what I heard. Yeah, because it's a perennial, right? Yeah, and so it goes away. Yeah, so what happens is um, you'll want to cut the let it dry naturally, mm, cut the okay. cut, cut the flower off, yeah. and then plant the seeds uh, maybe in like a couple probably like a month or so or plant okay. them inside now and then take them out take them outside but if you want to stop it the whole plant from dying you can mm-hmm. just pinch the, the flowers that's off. what I heard and yeah. the thing is is once it gets above about 85 degrees consistently mm-hmm. for like X amount of hours per day mm-hmm. the, the flowers will it'll just keep on sending flowers yeah. so all of its energy is to flower because that's what it's yeah. Uh, evolutionary directive is towards like 85 flowers. Right? Yeah. So if you want that to not happen, maybe bring them inside. But mm-hmm. bring them inside. You're in air condition and it dries them out a lot more. So they're not. They don't really want to be inside. Yeah. This guy doesn't seem to be doing too well. Yeah. So anyways, basil seeds, great. Rock, okay. Uh, Japanese culture, amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I want to go bubble get bubble, tea. I and this bubble, bubble tea emoji dude. coming out, son. Oh, I want to taste this tea. because it's like the stuff. It, it wasn't cloudy before. Yeah, so do, do you want to yeah, yeah, have a spoon? Tr- yeah, go grab a spoon. Let's do it. Oh. Let's smell it, too. Yeah, smell it. I crushed the peppers. It hasn't been too, too hot. I think it's just really diffused. I also don't really... I have a high pain tolerance, so that's why I'm totally cool eating a ton. Like, I just kept eating them. It was almost like coffee, but without the caffeine. Hell yeah. So, of course, you're going to spill some, but try to spill as little as possible, but I won't get mad if you spill it. All right. Of course, I'm going to spill some. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm going to mix it up a little bit uh, if you... Oh, yeah. Or I'll, you can mix it, mix it up. Yeah. Get all the flavors. And I put a... I don't remember what kinds, but I put a few kinds of basil in there. You said I'm going to spill it for sure, but if I put my hand under it like that... You still spill it, but it'll be on your hand. Oh, shit. I almost did. Mmm. It's not that spicy. No. Oh, well, it's got a kick. Oh, for no. sure. Now I've got it on the end. Yeah, it's got a kick. I, the basil kind of feels like it went bad in there. It could have started to ferment it a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't taste very good. I'm, I haven't used this in, a few, in like since... I used it for a few days after a plant walk, and mm-hmm. then I stopped. It doesn't taste good. I might fermented. recommend drying the basil first. That sounds good. Because what, what probably happened is that water got into the oil, mm, and that, okay. that gave the ba- bacteria an opportunity to start fermenting. It wasn't that fermented, yeah. but... It was enough that I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, well, now we got to go pick some more peppers. I do. Do you have any more? We do. No, I, I put them all in there. Well, you know I where, put a couple in... You know in, where the plant is. So I do know where the plant just is. Just go and get them. It's like a few of them. There's a few plants there. Yeah. I need to go harvest some there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. 
Let me know when you're going. We can yeah. go together. Yeah, yeah awesome. I can. I have a few other uh, plants in the in the works. Where would somebody book a walk with you if they wanted to book a walk with you? Um, you can reach out to me on Facebook or on Instagram. You can find me mm-hmm. on Facebook, Samuel Junk. You can find me on Instagram, Samuel.junk at, or at Samuel.junk. And message me. Cool yeah. shit. We'll, we'll walk with some plants. Uh, depending on when this episode's uh, released, there may or may not be that many wild edibles out, but that's okay because mm-hmm. I can show you what the plants look like. You I'll make some edibles them. and I'll just lay them out. Heck yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you may or may, able, may or may not be able to eat too many things, but mm-hmm. you could at least learn the plants, learn the landscape, sure. learn the differences in the um, the zones because we have the, mm-hmm. east, the eastern, the western zone here, mm-hmm. the the Blackland Prairie, and then the Edwards Plateau. Yeah, so. where where there's like a, a section that used to be the seabed, mm-hmm. and then a section that is not. Mm-hmm. Like on west of Austin, there's dude. I was delivering packages somewhere like in the southeast, like w- southwest, like way, way, way southwest by like 1826 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and there were like tons of deer. Like I was driving by this house Dude, the on hill the country, lawn. Yeah, yeah, on the lawn there are like there's a family of like six deer. Was it was it close a to lot. nighttime? Was it dark out yet? No, it was it was like no, it was like five. No, it was like three in the afternoon or something. Well, cool, cool. Yeah, deer. Tons, but they're also in a residential neighborhood, so they're used to people. Mm-hmm. They did kind of freak out about the car. Yeah. Some of them freaked out, and some of them just kind of looked at it. Yeah, deer and headlights. Yeah. That's where it comes like, from. What is this? What uh, is this thing? Yeah, they're so, like, they don't really have much expression, at least to us. I mean, mm-hmm. another deer could probably read a deer's expression, but it just always kind of looks like they're either really frightened or just kind of confused. Yeah. Like, surprised. I don't know deer too well. I bet I had this a couple months ago. I was walking in the nature preserve behind my house, and mm-hmm. I had this... I don't know if I should call it intuition or mm. maybe subconscious data. Didn't really understand, mm. but I was walking into the forest. If there is I, a difference yeah, between the two, they're probably I, I, the same I, was, thing. I, I would argue that <laughs> intuition is subconscious data yeah. that's coming in through your conscious, and it's and you're like, why do I yeah. feel called to this? It's like because your brain's taking in all this extra yeah. data, and you can't consciously process no. it all, or you'd be crazy. That's right? that's what you see when you're on LSD. Mm-hmm. It just it it's almost like I think we talked about this. It's like. It's like there's there's a subconscious part which is kind of like a bunch of kids just like look you know talking really lo- like a lot and then there's the parent you're usually the parent that's looking at the world and like not seeing everything but seeing what matters to you at that moment mm-hmm. but um, LSD is like it just kind of kicks your parents out mm-hmm. and you're yep. just the kids yep yep and you're just pure perception and you get to let let in so much more data yeah and you have more access to that data and that's you're why living I, in that data you're living mm-hmm. in the subconscious you're you're that's where your mind is yeah and that's beautiful it makes me want to go yeah. take some LSD love that drug I may or may not have some. Wow, may, I, I may or may not have some too. But I also, I think. if I did, it wouldn't be a good time right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I may or may not. I don't have, have some. 12 hours. To I know people <laughs> are always like, "You want to you want to take drugs right now?" I'm like, "LSD? What time is it?" They're like, "Oh, you know, we'll drop around 7 p.m." I'm like, "I'm gonna be up until I'm not." It'll sleeping. drop around 3 3 a.m. Yeah, like, <laughs> 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. like, I I need to take if I take that you drug. Great it needs to be, I need I want to take it at 10 a.m. Yeah, and then I'll be done. That's by what 10. I did at one one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I took I, I planned it all out and I took it at ten nine nine a.m. I, I my, one of my rules is like unless I'm at a music festival I have to take it before noon. That's music fair. music festival. Take it at night because I'm yeah. going to stay up all night and dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where where were we going with the LSD? Where, where did we come from? Now I'm we're like talking in about the LSD world. Yeah, yeah. You were somewhere in you, okay. So I'm, I'm in the forest yeah. and I had this intuition. I need to go and, and check out some prickly pears. I see oh, this nice. huge patch. I go off into the distance. I see these prickly pears. Yeah. And I follow them. 
And then I look up, and then the deer look up, and there was a family of four of them, and a couple of them bolt, but I like just got lower. I get as small mm, as possible, nice. and me and this deer are looking at each other, and mm. looking at each other for like 15 minutes. I'm just oh, breathing, shit. regulating my heart rate, watching this thing, and like trying not to like, so cool. get elevated. I'm like, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm in hunter-tracker mode. Oh, and huh. then like the deer starts moving, and I start going around this bend, mm-hmm. and then like the deer put a move on me. He did mm. this thing with his his like his butt where like he mm-hmm. kicked some dirt up or something mm-hmm. or like he showed his deer friend his tail or something mm-hmm. and that was like his signal to his other deer friend I'm about to run mm-hmm. and then he took off and I tried following and chasing them mm-hmm. but they they knew the forest better than I did yeah and, and they can was, also jump over things yeah. I saw a deer one time just like the fence that was above my height just like boop oh man that reminds <laughs> me of a story someone told me of a deer one time they found a deer um that was caught on a barbed wire fence, and it was missing ah. half its carcass. Got caught on the fence, and a coyote just ate it alive. Who was dead, though, right? It was, yeah, yeah, it was dead by the time they that's found fuck. it. That's Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's nature. Yeah, dude. this guy, like, there was, there was a few inches between it and the fence, mm-hmm. and it could have probably jumped higher. Probably wasn't the highest it could jump, but it jumped clear, but I could, I could tell if something got caught on there. Yeah, they're really agile creatures. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. That's a real good it. snack for a coyote. Oh, dude, they fro- there's, there's probably a group of coyotes. They probably went, they probably had a blast, dude. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a feast. No, really. It's like a, it's, it's like a, a, fe- a deer's a feast for anything in yeah. nature, really. If it, eat, if it eats animals, then that's going to be a... It's like a you're homeless and somebody brings you a Thanksgiving dinner, mm. which my mom actually brought me and my brother one Thanksgiving in San Francisco to do exactly Aww, just that. That's cute. Yeah, she's oh, like, good mom. we're going to go and give food to everybody. And we did that. And it was like super meaningful because everyone wow. was like, oh, thank you. And I was a kid, and so they loved me even more. Like, oh, it's a kid. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's like this, it's like a big, it's like a box lunch, but like a really nice one with like yeah. turkey and stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Man. That was an experience. So I, I have a, a cute story about some, um, about, did I tell you about the, about the squirrel that bit me? No. So, I was wondering about your finger. Yeah, so about a month ago, I had this grand idea. I was at Casa de Luz with a friend, and we were okay. eating, and... Uh, I see the squirrel, and I've seen people hand feed squirrels at Casa yeah. de Luz, and like they've, t- I've seen people touch the squirrels there. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool, like I can do this. And I was yeah. like trying to show off to my friend. And I was like, hey, look, like I- I'm gonna feed the squirrel. And then, like, <laughs> I ate all of my food, and Love all I had, all I had left yeah. was a morsel of cauliflower in the soup. Okay. So I'm like, oh, cool. I put the morsel of cauliflower oh, on no. the tip of my finger. And it's just tiny little piece. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you can be a squirrel. And the squirrel's all happy, excited. I'm like putting out my finger. And the squirrel jumps from the fence yeah, yeah. to my hand, <laughs> latches on with its teeth, and just gnaws straight in. And it didn't get me on the nail there. It got me in the nail bed way up here. Oh, no. Down here, and then right here, you can kind of still see a scar. Its teeth sunk straight through my flesh. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm just like... And then I hit the squirrel. <laughs> oh, I hit that thing so hard. It went flying. Oh, it wasn't nice. letting... It was, bite, it, it was biting through my finger. Yeah, yeah. And... When I when I like <laughs> like got the squirrel to go, I mean, as soon as I hit that squirrel, that poor squirrel just like ran. And yeah, like, it was so super. Yeah, it was done. He was like, yeah. like, what the fuck, man? You were just feeding me your finger. What the fuck, man? And I'm like, my bad, dude. I was t- t- cauliflower, bro. Like, my bad. Yeah. Okay, I get it. But then like I looked down, and my my like there's blood running down oh, my fuck. hand. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I ran to the bathroom and I washed it off real good. What'd your friend say? She was just laughing. Nice. Or she was she was actually kind of concerned. She was like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> but when I came back from the bathroom, I was laughing about yeah. it. Yeah. And that kind of gave her the cue that she, it was okay for her okay, to laugh yeah. about it. And 
Yeah. Usually, like, my dad is a bird. I'm freaked out about the bird because it bites like crazy. Yeah, but you're, you're supposed you to like put that. it in your fucking hand. Yeah, you go like that because there's, there's, no there's nothing mistake, to bite. There's no mistake that it's yeah. in your hand, not... You yeah. do this to a bird, it's going to bite your... It's yeah. Gonna, it's a word. Or, it's a, or horses. It's a fat grub. Because horses can't see. Like, they think your, fi- your finger's a carrot. Dude, I've a, had a, a horse, horse try to bite my finger off because I had my hand, so it was on a railing. It was, like, tied to the railing. And I had my hand because I used to live at a group home when I was 15 to 18. Mm-hmm. And they had horses there. Mm-hmm. Horses there. He had horses there. They had horses there. So I put my hand once. His name was Glider, and I was, like, petting him. Um, and uh, RIP Glider is not around anymore. But I rode him a few times. And I was petting him on the on the like not on the main, but like on the side of his neck because like their necks were fucking huge, mm-hmm. huge. And I had my hand here, and he was like, like just with his lips. He didn't get his fingers in there yet. But he was like, or isn't his teeth? No, not yet. He didn't get his teeth there yet because it was he was just he didn't really see it very well, so he was just looked, using his lips to feel it. Yeah, dude, you're <laughs> he was trying to eat my finger, and I was like, oh, if fuck. he used his teeth, he would have bit your finger yeah. straight off. He like, was one, going one, to one chomp. He was going to. God, that's so <laughs> scary, dude. Even their lips are strong. You see them like pull things, pull, like, really strong plants with their lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they have strong-ass lips. Yeah, wow. So you said you lived in a group home from 15 to 18? Yeah. You want to tell me more about that? Yeah, it's, a, it's not, it's a dark time in my life, but, um, so my parents went through a really, really bad divorce mm-hmm. when I was nine, seven, nine, I was nine, um, and I'd moved around so much, so I was always the new kid, and all this, I became a very angsty teenager, um, and I also had a lot of problems with my anger, um, just in general. I didn't know how to let it out. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know exactly why it is. I think a lot of it was my, my, my dad um, doesn't really inter- he hasn't really integrated his anger. He's a very, very nice guy. It's hard for him to say anything, anything that makes anybody slightly uncomfortable, um, which I think is because he's an enemy to his own anger. <laughs> and so I didn't really have an example of how to how to be angry, you know, how to have anger and how to allow that, you know, and so I was always at odds with my anger. And at one point, I was, I was kind of ping, pinballing between my mom and my dad's house, and they were also moving a lot too, so it was kind of like I was just bouncing around. Northern Different California. places in California. Yeah, Northern California, and so I got to be a very angsty teenager who didn't really know how to be angry, an extra angry teenager, which isn't good, and so... Um, my parents decided that um, they they couldn't handle it, and so they put me in a group home when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I visited them. It took me like a, several months to like go on home visits, and it was very traumatic because there's no consistent discipline. It depended on the staff. It depended on how some of the staff were corrupt and got fired for that. Like one of them was stealing our money, like the kids' money that we made. He would steal it and use it for house events. Which wow. he was like, his justification was like, well, at least we have more house events and stuff and we're not getting funding, but like, that's the money that I worked for. Mm-hmm. And he had to lose the checks. And it was just like, he, they found out he got fired. Um, it was, it was really, really bad time in my life for sure. And, uh, and I, I, I'm still scarred from it. But yeah, but at, at the group home, they had a, um, they had a, a bunch of horses that you could go and take care of and Beautiful. ride. So there's some good things about it, but yeah. it was definitely not a good part of my life. Yeah. Not a, not it's a, it sounded like, like you needed more structure in your life, and no. then you got put into a place where you had maybe less structure. Well, it seemed like more structure, yeah. but it wasn't because it there depended. Wasn't consi- there wasn't congruency yeah. with the it wasn't consistency. consistency yeah. Yeah. Like some staff would, would ground you for a week if you said, damn. Or what the hell? And some people... And some staff would, like, be totally cool if you did all that. And then the same staff would have... Would 
think differently on different days. And so, like, I couldn't even go out with my friends that often. Although I ended up, um, if you placated them in the right way, they let you. But even then, it depends on what staff. There's, like, yeah, it was a bad time in my life for sure. And you lived there for about three years. Um, almost four. Almost four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what was the transition like getting out of there? Well, that's another story because I didn't get directly out of it. I went to a living skills program. Um, which honestly I think is, um, my parents were overprotective and I didn't know, that was one of the reasons I really needed my initiation because I didn't know how independent I was. Um, I just believed for my whole life that I was a dependent person. That's what my parents would tell me a lot. Um, they said I would always need this, I would always need that, I would always need a support system and, um... Frankly, I believe it was abusive in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents and I disagree about that, and we've just kind trying of, to create codependency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We we we've just agreed to disagree and put it in our past because um, I I kind of like be having a good relationship with my parents now, and I can process all this on my own. I don't need to get angry at them in the present about this. But they, um, yeah, a lot of codependency. A lot of you'll you'll never really be independent. Um, and then I realized um, a little. Uh, embarrassingly later than I really would have liked to but I realized that hey I'm an independent fucking person and I am normal I'm not dependent like my parents say I am yeah but after the group home I went directly to a living skills program in Florida where um, it was kind of like a halfway house but not with some addictive people but also a lot of people who on the autism spectrum because mm-hmm. um, my parents thought I was which I'm not but my parents thought I was on the autism spectrum um, and so that's why they put me there because they were like oh you'll always need help you'll never be independent um, which is really fucked up <laughs> yeah look at you now yeah. yeah I think you're doing great and how old are you now I appreciate it I'm 27 27 almost 28 oh, hell yeah when's your month birthday? and a half September yeah. 28th you were there oh, yeah, last yeah. year yeah paid ball I shot you up. Please Did I shoot you up? I know all I of y'all lit me up at some point. Yeah. I think, I think that in one of the games that it became, it was, it was a free-for-all, I think you did end up lighting me up. That again. was fun. We should go again. Oh, we have to if go again. Open, uh, if they're open, we should go. I'm trying to, what do I want to do for my birthday this year? I don't know. I'm already doing some fucking, by the way, dude, 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 dude fucking dude. Bro, uh, what does mine week, say? Dude. Yeah, so next week, I, I, um, Cinemark is doing a really cool thing. Who? Cinemark. Cinemark. You can reserve theater. A whole theater. A whole theater. And invite up to 20 friends. Whoa. And I reserved a theater. And Wait, I have for your five. It's not it's just next weekend. Just next weekend. Yeah, just for fun. Um, you don't have to pay anything because uh, we already kind of divvied up the, the pay. I mean, you're free to donate. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to say no to money. But it's all paid for and stuff. Um, but just come if you want. We're going to see The Matrix up in Pflugerville at Cinemark. The first Matrix. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wanted a movie we could talk over. Hell yeah. Everyone's probably still seen it. Nice. So you dude. should come. How, how much does it cost to rent we run a theater? Uh, 125 That's for, for, yeah. like, for an hour and a half or two hours? What's yeah, the deal? two hours. Yeah. Like, I don't know how long to stay after, but yeah, it's nothing. For a, You could even almost rent the event space just to have a, like a cheap event yeah. space for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Hey, could you turn on the music? <laughs> Could you actually leave the lights on? Yeah, yeah. Um, and just turn the, turn the movie off. I actually, I, yeah, can you put my, my flash drive in the projector? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I have something really cool I want to show you. <laughs> nice. That's actually pretty cool. I, mean, I, I actually imagine that they are renting those out for, for events and stuff like it's that. It's got to be. Right, yeah. right now, any money they can yeah. get, they're 
they're really. I'm actually thinking it's not much profit because I probably have to pay two people for like two hours, at least two people to do things. Plus the overhead and yeah, yeah. yeah. and so two people for two hours minimum wage. That's like fifteen bucks. Plus they. That's like sorry, that's thirty bucks or so minimum they, wage. They might have a license for the movie, but they still probably have to pay for to yeah. do licensing. So and stuff like that. they're probably only putting away like seventy five dollars for towards overhead. No. For a business like that. But it's cool for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I imagine that um, they're getting, those businesses are getting government subsidies right now as it's possible. Well. I hope so. I mean, PPE and stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is an inflation tax because the government's just kind of printing that money from nothing, which means yeah. that there's inflation. Dude, it's so crazy. They can just print $2 trillion when we need it. Yes, but that means that the whole currency is devalued a little bit. $2 trillion, yeah. Yeah. But. By a percentage, which isn't good. Yeah. So and there are we're, consequences. We're, well, I think we're at the, this is the biggest, um, I don't know what, not deficit, but what's the word? Downturn? Recession? Th- this is going to be the worst recession ever. Mm. And it's just inevitable. Okay. The Trump administration has just been like putting a little bit more in, doing this, doing this. And it's so funny because he was, tell- he was saying that um, that's what you shouldn't do. That's, he was criticizing Obama for that. Mm-hmm. And then he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 one of those things where it's like you're buying things off credit card. Like you're 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 putting the consequences on later and I'm I'm considering putting a lot so I'm paying off a lot of debts right now, but once I've paid off my credit cards, I'm considering I'll probably hedge my money with either gold or bitcoin, probably both. Because bitcoin is more risky, but the moment that any major currency crashes people are going to flock to it and mm-hmm. its value is going to like fucking 10 times at least, if not yeah. hundred times. Um, I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast right yeah. before I came over here. I can't remember the name of the name of the guy. Shout out to Tim Ferriss. Shout out to Tim Ferriss. Hit me Inter- up. Interview us. Um, and well, I don't know if I really have anything, anything interesting in my life to interview. I would, I would, I'd rather interview him. Yeah. Is that, I don't, I'd rather him interview me, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. True, <laughs> true. Maybe I'm just not secure enough. I've been on podcasts before, but like I also, I don't know. Anyway, but the, the, I like to interview people. The, the guy who was, uh, he was getting interviewed, he's like a big time investor. He yeah. made billions and billions of dollars from investing. Um, you know, I got to ring the bell at the stock market, all the, oh, cool all, all the things, you know, like cool really made, made stupid amounts of money. But yeah. this guy's now, he now, he's, I think in his sixties, he has a giant, uh, Jaguar or Puma tattoo on his arm nice. because he turned into a Puma when he drank ayahuasca oh, and shit. like, he's kind of gone through nice. this huge transformative yeah. journey. Anyways. Um, Every time I take to- acid, I see, I see myself with a big, um, big chief thing on my face, on my head, and like tattoos all over my face that like move and morph. Nice. I want to take that acid. Wow. It's it, different, different yeah. acid. <laughs> well, I want to be in your shoes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't I, unless unless my father's not my father, then I'm I have no Cherokee blood in me or yeah. anything or any Native American blood. But maybe he's not my father. Or maybe. Maybe it's past life. Maybe. But maybe not. Maybe I have that's a story all, about Maybe that's that. all bullshit. I want to hear your thing, but I have a story about past right, life. So, Fucking craziness. Yeah, so the guy, he was talking about well, Bitcoin. And he was like, yeah, buy, buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to buy Bitcoin, now's a really good time to buy it. This was back in April. And he was speculating that by the end of the year, it could, be mm-hmm. a, it could, it could spike and hit some of those high prices that it hit a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. 20000 a coin. Yeah, $20,000 yeah. 20, a coin. So I, I think right now they're probably at like eight or nine. I Something like that. Yeah, uh, it's probably last between, time I checked, between seven and nine probably, right? Yeah. And 
Yeah, I'm like, well, I, I have a little bit of extra cash. Like, <laughs> if I could double my investment, that'd be pretty good for well, someone my age. Yeah, one thing that I've, um, I do is that whenever money comes in, I take 10% of it. And 10%, I, yeah, yeah, that's pretty solid. I mean, that's fucking Richest Santa Babylon shit right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's a good book. 10%, yeah, I should be doing that too. But um, it's been almost two hours. Yeah. I want to I wanna share that past life story. We Let's can, do like, it. Yeah, go yeah. back and forth a little bit. Yeah, um, I'd love to talk about I, spirituality yeah. and past life. Fuck yeah. Hit it. So I was 10. And this is the time where it's, like, if you have a crush on a girl, it's kind of, like, really taboo. And, like, you want to you wanna let your close friends know, mm-hmm. but you also use code words. And there's this really cute girl, which actually she's the reason I learned French, because it was in seventh grade, and we had the choice. That wasn't, that was probably like 13. We had the choice between French Spanish or um, um, German. German, okay. Yeah. And we had to learn a language. And there's this really fucking cute uh, French girl. I had a super huge crush at first on um, Catherine Ho. She knows it. I was kind of weird. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with girls at that point. I was fucking 12, 13. And, uh, but then I saw this French girl. I'm like, oh, this French girl. Oh, my God. All my friends had crushes on her. But I was the only one that asked her out which I'm really proud of. And uh, she's from Paris, and so I learned French. Um, and I remember I was writing about her in code, and her, na- her code name in our friend group was Fifi. I don't know why Fifi. But it was like her name, code name was Fifi. And I was writing in this journal that I, I had, and I made my own symbols. So I made like, okay, the A equals this, B equals this, etc. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to make it a little confusing, so I made, like, one, uh, symbol for, like, a TH sound, and one letter could either be, like, an I, or a J, or a Y, um, and then, so I had a few letters like that, that were kind of like, okay, this is unique, and years later, I open up The Hobbit, and you know how there's, like, um, a map in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And there's these symbols, mm-hmm. like, I've seen, I've seen these symbols before. Pull out my old notebook, fuck, they're the same symbols. But I can't read this, like... My, the, my own code, it's the same symbols, but it's not the same phonetics. Yeah. I'll do some research. J.R.R. Tolkien, it's the Dwarven language. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so J.R.R. Tolkien used ancient runes for the Dwarven language, but he jumbled up the, the phonetic sounds. So I looked at the phonetic sounds of the actual language, and it was the fucking same. Even the T-H and the I or J or Y was the fucking same. The fuck, exactly the fucking same. So you had basically translated English into Dwarven language. Or, so, or into, into ancient some kind of ancient, Nordic yeah, runes. Ancient, ancient Nordic runes. Yeah. I, and I had no exposure to it. And even if I just kind of saw it, like, out of the corner of my eye and didn't know it, like, that's still a tall order to exactly have the whole alphabet. Yeah. Even, like, the TH and the I slash J slash Y. Yeah, so I, I'm a bit of a, a materialist and a spiritualist. So like my spiritual side is like, oh yeah, I can create meaning and I can believe yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah. Then I have the material side that's like, this is this and you can only, yeah. you have to be able to describe it or yeah. you have to be able to explain it by science and the, sure. there's only the material world, right? Yeah. And so I have Anyone who's taken mushrooms right? or acid, like you can't be totally, you can't like, you, I think it's important to be scientific, but you have to understand if you're taking any of those chemicals, you're like, there has to be more to this. Yeah, well, and that's the thing about mushrooms is that they, they're meaning-making molecules. Yeah. That's what those things do is they help us create meaning. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just serotonin, but yeah. like it activates the serotonin receptors tons more than serotonin mm-hmm. does. Yeah, so my curiosity is, 
did you read any books that that could have been a part of, that they maybe slipped it in or maybe read through something? And they, this is pre-internet days, too. Yeah, so it's not like... Well, you, it was like that. Right, yeah, this is right on the, around the time of AOL and all that. So, yeah, I, I have some curiosities there. And it's like, how well, it the goes fuck deeper, did that though. happen? Tell it me It goes more. deeper. So, before I found out that I had accidentally written the ancient Nordic runes, I also made a second alphabet just because I was a kid and I wanted to make sure that everything I read was completely secure. And it was similar to the first alphabet, but instead of, like, the first alphabet, and this was before I knew what I was doing, um, at least consciously, the first alphabet had, like, very straight lines. The second alphabet, I made it kind of more, I added a few more letters, I made it more curvy. Um, and there's this one, one that was kind of, letter was like a Y, it was kind of like a square, like, it wasn't exactly like a square with, like, three little things, kind of like a jellyfish, I guess you could say, like a little kind of square shape with like three little things on the mm-hmm. bottom and then a few other letters. And as I was, as I found out what the first symbol was, I kind of started researching and there's, there's the ancient elder Futhark, F-U-T-H-A-R-K, because those are the F-U-T-H-A-R-K are the first six letters. One of them looks like an F and then U and then T-H and then A is kind of looks like an F but like in a different way mm-hmm, and then R yeah, looks okay, like an okay. R and then K is just and like And where that. is that from? Uh, that's ancient Norse. Norse. Oh. But there's also the younger Fudork where the whoever the Nordic people they were invaded by the Anglo-Saxons who introduced papyrus so instead of having to carve things were really straight on papyrus well, I don't know if it was exactly papyrus but it was some paper material yeah you didn't have to carve things in, so they made their thing more flowy. And I think you get where I'm coming at here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second alphabet was exactly the Younger Fruit Orc. And I looked at several sites. The first couple sites I looked at didn't have that Y character. So I'm like, oh, I guess it wasn't totally exactly it. But then the, about half the websites that show the Younger Fruit Orc have that character exactly as I wrote it. But not all of them do. So that's kind of like, oh, shit. Like, I have... Like, it was even more meaningful. Like, what the fuck? Like, I made two alphabets, both Nordic, but different sections of the Nordic language. Yeah. Like, did and I have a past life as a scribe or something? Well, and, what the yeah. fuck? And is, is, do you know if there was a distinction between what, like, which ones had the Y and which ones didn't? What do you mean? Like, which culture had the Y and which I didn't check didn't? into that. Maybe I should. Because maybe that can give you a context clue to another civilization. Oh, uh, maybe. And maybe there's some more context there that you can investigate. Maybe. Um, yeah, like I, I'm like, like I, I asked as many people as I could. Um, fuck, this is, fuck, come on, I'll be weird. No, you have battery. What the hell's going on here? Um, I'm gonna have to deal with that at some point. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it's really interesting stuff. I oh, yeah, well, I didn't finish that. Um, uh, the, every, everyone said that either you're channeling something or you had a past life. And I'm like, okay. It's kind of a little too woo-woo for me, but I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, if you could explain it some other way, the only way you could explain it is that you saw the data, your yeah. subconscious took it in, and you rewrote it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only like logical explanation. Right? Yeah. So maybe we don't need to use But that's lo- a bit fantastical. Yeah. So, I mean, two alphabets that I didn't have any conscious knowledge of copied exactly. Like, okay, sure, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's subconscious, but that's 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 a stretch. Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I have a friend who's practicing hypnotherapy right now, 
and she just finished oh, her, her regular training. Oh, and I asked her, I was like, oh, can we go into a memory where I blacked out? Yeah. I have a memory where I blacked out on LSD and I don't remember what happened. And I was like, oh, can we archive this memory? She's yeah. like, no, I haven't done that training yet. Mm-hmm. But in the advanced training, I, we learn memory recovery. Mm. And I think in probably some advanced, advanced hypnotherapy, people can do past life regression. Some people do that, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know yeah. if, she, if my friend Shannon is um, going that route or if she'd be open to it, but... Maybe, I want to be maybe, with someone who's super trained in that, yeah, to yeah. be honest. So, so I don't, yeah, so maybe you should find someone. This yeah. could be a good investment. Yeah, um, I, I want to figure yeah, it out. Because if you have that data in, in you, what else do you have in you? Yeah. And, you know, I, I like to believe that maybe there's this past life thing where our soul goes from one one culture to another culture and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that there's data within our DNA mm. and that memory is passed down from, from DNA, from mother Well, that's father, another father, thing. Mother. I kind of want to get 23 in me because mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like... I believe my dad's my dad, but I want to figure out all my background. Because mm-hmm. from what I understand, what it should say is, like, because my grand, what two of my grandparents got it, and they both were 99% Ashkenazi. Jewish. Ashkenazi, yeah. Ashken- Eastern mm-hmm. European Jewish. Yeah, yeah. My other two grandparents, as far as I know, are also 100% Ashkenazi. Mm-hmm. 99% pretty much And that's the... Which means I'm 100%. Yeah. And that's like the um, maternal Jewish... Both. Yeah. All four of them, Yeah, yeah, actually. well, but... but what I'm saying, like the the ones that got tested the, are my mother's parents. Yes. Yeah. Well, but the the mitochondrial DNA for yeah. for being a Jew is passed on from mother to mo- mother to mother to mother. Well, for through mitochondrial the, DNA for everybody. Yeah. But but you can only track it thing. to your mother. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the only that's an interesting thing because I don't know if like we knew that when that was like that's a rule in Judaism is you're not you're Jewish if you convert it, which is kind of difficult. Or to if do. your mother's blood is, is or if your mom's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so it's a direct maternal line, which means that I guarantee you, if you test the mitochondrial DNA of all Jews and of everybody else, there's going to be significant differences between them and similarities between Jews. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, because yeah, yeah there's some people converted, yeah. but you're Jewish if your mom's Jewish, and she's Jewish if her mom's Jewish, and so mm-hmm. that essentially means that you all have extremely similar mitochondrial DNA, probably. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guarantee you somebody's done yeah. that. Yeah, and, like, and I, have, I have a friend who, he, he's, he's like, I'm half, uh, half Chinese mm-hmm. and half Jewish. His yeah. mom is, Jew, is Jewish, his dad is Chinese, but he, he doesn't practice Judaism, he just said, like, that's, that's where his lineage is from. But that's an interesting thing, because, okay, Christianity is defined by, do you believe that Jesus Christ is your savior? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we got to go in a few, in a little bit. I'm not, it's not a hard thing at four, cool. um, but I kind of want it to be, cause I want to get ready. I have something at five, et cetera. Same. But, um, it's, um, fuck, what were we talking about? <laughs> Mitochondrial DNA. Yeah. My friend, my friend. Oh, fr- yeah. the thing about, so if you're Christian, you're Christian because you believe Jesus Christ is your savior mm-hmm. and you practice certain values, right? Yeah. Or maybe you just kind of believe, you, you maybe just the first one mm-hmm. or maybe just the second one, right? Yeah. Because it's what you believe and what you practice. So it's a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, Islam, I don't know what it is, but there are certain things you have to believe. I know you have to believe that Muhammad is the last prophet or something like that. I'm, I'm fucking it up. I'm sorry. Um, but tell us about the Jews. Tell us about the Jews. You don't have to believe shit. So it's not really a religion. I went to Israel for birthright and there's this guy, he went on this huge rant. He's like, Judaism is not a religion. And he like yelled at you and he's explaining all this. And I'm like, well, it makes sense because... I actually, one of the interesting things about Judaism, it's one reason why we're fucking amazing. There's a disproportionate number of Jews in the society of Jews in government because we're taught at a very early age our relationship with God is one of, tell me why. God, tell me why I have to do this. Tell me why I have to do this. 
your your job is to debate with him and make up your own mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not I'm going to blindly listen to what you say or you're going to punish me. I mean, it is. You say you're going to punish me, but my relationship with that is why. Why do I have to keep kosher? Tell me. Why do I have to keep kosher? Why do I have to observe the Sabbath? Why? Explain it to me. And so that's why we're really, there's a lot of us in intellectual pursuits mm-hmm. because we're, in our culture, there's, there's, there's that. There's also, in our culture, there's, there's this tradition in the Passover Seder that some families do where there's a bargaining aspect. The kid has to go find um, something that was hidden around the house, and without that, you can't complete the, the Seder. And when you find it, the, whoever goes and finds it negotiates with the man of the household money in order to give it back to him so that they can continue the Seder and everyone can go to sleep. And so we're taught to bargain and to haggle when we're fucking like Little four kids. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. five. Yeah. So there's a reason why, why there's a disproportion in the number of Jews in finance is because we teach that from a very early age. And so That's Judaism beautiful. isn't really a religion. It's, it's really, fundamentally, there's a culture around it, but more so it's a heritage because mm-hmm. it's defined by your blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Christianity is interesting too, because technically, you know, what Jesus really said was that he'd actually didn't want there to be a religion. He said, just treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Golden rule. Yeah. It, it, pretty solid. Like, yeah. That, that, that's, that's it. Yeah. And if you want to be treated like shit, then mm-hmm. you'll treat others like shit and mm-hmm. you'll get treated like shit. Right? Yeah. But if you want to be treated well, you treat people well. And yeah. You know, I can't say what Jesus did and didn't say because Christ is, in my opinion, maybe he was a man, but he's more of an archetype more than yeah. anything. So, yeah. I want to get the end on the fucking tape. What? I don't know what the fuck's going on with my fucking... Well, maybe that was the end. <sighs> you All make, right. You want to call it? Let's call it. All right. Thank you. Oh, we make the clap together on this oh, one. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Nobody's going to see it, though. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good snap we had there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. All right. Do I just click stop? Well, one more time. Uh, well, don't. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, people can find you. at Say your Instagram again. Uh, my Instagram, I believe. I'll just double you check. You said at quick. Junk, right? Yeah. And he does plant walks. And authentic awesome. relating games and some coaching, too. Yeah, at Samuel.Junk. And you yeah. can find me on Facebook at SamuelJunk. Yep. S-A-M-U-E-L dot J-U-N-K. Yep. Aho. 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 A ho, 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 a ho,